Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the packet 8.net toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. It's a place to go. All the features there are completely free. Once again, that is freetalklive.com. Coming up here in a few moments, we are going to be talking with another radio show host, that has been under fire for the content of his show, appropriately enough, on this week of the uh, the Imus controversy. But Brian is calling in from Colorado, and we're going to the amplifier line first. Brian, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, guys. Hey, Julia. Hello. On, on Wednesday, uh, Wayne read a, a letter uh, about my son and his career day. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just wanted to update you today because today was career day. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. So he was uh, just a brief recap. He had gotten the little sheet for career day where you're supposed to check the careers you're interested in. There were 19 choices, and he wasn't interested in any of them. And uh, so you had come back with the the response that well, perhaps uh, instead of going and watching a presentation he's not interested in, he could go to the library and research careers that he might actually be interested in. Right. He ended up doing that. Okay. And. Uh, uh, but but I went just to check things out. First of all, I was looking for this list of 19, and nobody seemed to have it. It wasn't anywhere. I wanted to see what the what the choices were. So I finally managed to uh, ended up in the um, the hospitality room for all the you know the the, the parents who were speaking. And uh, uh, I went in there, you know, and there was a couple of cops in in their uniforms, and mm-hmm. you know, there's a, um, a a construction worker, and you know, the the, the guy who does human resources had his suit. You know, I mean, it, it, it looked like the village people without the Indians. <laughs> but, you know, they're all there. And I finally got this list, and fully half of them are direct um, government jobs. Really? And half of the other ones are pseudo-government, like banker, lawyer, you know, things like that. Okay. Accountant. Right. Right. CSI, SWAT, ICE, military pilot, hmm. you know, um, wow. uh, food services, urban planner. Um, Ew. You know, all, all, yeah. And so that's why he didn't want to check any of those because he wasn't interested. So we were. Um, how many we were entrepreneurs? Surprised. How many entrepreneurs were there? Well, I didn't sit in, in the veterinarian. Yeah. But that's the only thing that I can think might be. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there could be a government vet- veterinarian. I don't know. Hmm. I, I did look in the room, and there were two people there. Amazing. Um, yeah. But but uh, they they said that the first assembly would be a motivational speaker, and so you know I I. I Went in there, and there, it was just full of eighth-grade kids, and there was this guy in the front from the FBI. <laughs> He's the motivational FBI, speaker? Yeah, FBI recruiter. And he was there telling, telling everybody how great, you know, the FBI is and how great it is to work for the government. And Ew. I went to, um, you know, Quantico and hung around with a bunch of guys and wrestled them and shot guns, and, you know, now I'm an agent. <laughs> so um, th- there was one time... He had his PowerPoint screen up there, you know, talking about uh, all the great things about being an agent. And then he wanted to play a video for us. Mm-hmm. So he turned off the PowerPoint and then, you know, went back to his desktop on his computer, and there was this shiny red Corvette. And, of course, you know, a whole bunch of 14-year-old boys <sighs> in the stands go, ooh. So he was really impressed with that. And he said, oh, yeah, this is my dream car, you know, uh, 700 horsepower, supercharged, you know, really sweet. Yeah. And then he said... The thing was most outrageous. He said, "I can't wait to seize one of these so I can drive it." Wow, man! That's... He actually said that. Wow, that's ballsy. My, my my jaw dropped, and I just couldn't wait to uh, 
uh, you know, ask him about this. But it, I mean, it was it was just outrageous. So basically, uh, what you're saying was this is a this was a thinly veiled government bureaucrat recruiting day. It sure looks like it. Amazing to me. And I don't remember. No wonder your son didn't want to. You know, see if he doesn't want to go work for the government. Obviously, he wouldn't want to go to this career day. They shouldn't be punished for that. Well, yeah. So, any other highlights from today? Well, I, I I went and talked to the guy afterwards. And I waited till nobody was there. You know, all the kids were gone. Mm. And I walked up to him, and I, I didn't shake his hand because I didn't want to be accused of, you know, um, assaulting Assault. an officer. Right. But he had his, you know, 40 ACP, uh, you know, semi-automatic there on his on his holster. Anyway, I, I asked him, you know, the standard question: uh, Do you think it's okay to tell these kids about a job, recruit these kids to a job that is paid for with stolen money? Ooh, hmm. wow! And he said, you know, he was confused. He said, "Well, you mean." Get a job where we look for stolen money. I said, "No, you're a you're a federal uh, worker, right? You get your money from the federal government." He says, "Yes." I said, "Well, the federal government gets it from me at the point of a gun by forcing me to give up some of my money." And you know, he says, um. "Well, he says, oh, taxes. Well, we're the FBI. If you need to deal with taxes, that's the IRS." Right, right. But yeah. pass the buck. Fine. Yeah. I'm not saying that you can do anything about it except quit. So that was it, huh? Yeah, well, so, so, uh, and then I. I Any further, I, I, and you're going to get on some special investigation list. What's your name again, sir? Yes, exactly. Well, it, there's a little bit more. I don't know how much time I have because you have to go to go the next segment. But uh, I, I was, um, you know, trying to explain to him that the money he gets paid is blood money because it's taken from me at the point of a gun, and I pointed to his, the gun in his holster. I said, you know, it's people like you that take the money from me so you can pay yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and just, just then, I guess. A couple of teachers walked up in my blind side. I really didn't see them, but they were hearing this. And they uh, kind of walked in between him and me. And, you know, we're trying to uh, say, hey, can we help you with your equipment to get out of here and all that stuff. So I just kind of excused myself. Right. Well, a few minutes later, I'm walking in the hallway with my son, and the uh, woman comes up to me and introduces herself as the assistant principal. Mm. She said, uh, I was just wondering what you're doing here, what you're... What your plans are for What's today. your purpose here? What's your purpose? She wanted to uh, bring me back to her office. I said, no, I'm called to the principal's office. <laughs> so I said, well, I, I went back to the library, and I, I spent a little time with uh, my son. And I, I said, you know, on my way out, I'll stop by and, and say hi. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I stopped by on the, uh, on the way out. Just for fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just for fun. And, you know, she closed the door behind me, put her hands deep in her pocket, and said, we're just wondering, you know, we... We're just wondering what you're doing here. Right. I said, well, this is my school. You know, I, I pay for this. My son is here. Yeah. Well, we didn't specifically invite parents to career day. Oh. And I said, well, what, what's this about? And she said, well, there are a couple of, of uh, people who were really upset with what you were talking about there and, and how you were, uh, you know, attacking that, that speaker. <laughs> and I said, okay, so a couple of people were listening in a private conversation I had with somebody. Yeah. And they were upset about that. Uh, someone who is a highly trained federal agent with uh, enough firepower on his on his hip right. to take care of You are attacking situation. him, Brian, attacking him. Yes, I was attacking <laughs> him. He's defenseless. He's only got a gun on his hip. Right. Amazing. So was that it? Was that uh, where well, the conversation ended? Or what did you say to we, her? We had, a, we had a few more words, and, um, you know, whenever I, I said something, I said I was just asking him if, if he thought it was appropriate to recruit, uh, you know, our, our children to... Uh, you know, get paid with blood money. And of course, she didn't really understand that. So. Sure. 
None of them but want to understand kind of, it either. They, they they would they would like you very much to just be quiet so they don't have to question their uh, their assumptions in life. Uh, they, they don't want to understand what you're saying to them. Well, yeah, I mean, at, one thing that you know, she owns the place, right? It's not my school; it's her school. Mm-hmm. She's the bureaucrat, right? And and I said, well, you know, this career day thing. You know, what, what is happening that the kids? Why can't they learn math or science today? What is this career day? You're forcing 14 year olds into a into a situation of deciding what they want to do 20 years from now. Yeah. I mean, why, why are you doing this? And she said, oh, this is great. She said, well, this is really important for the kids. And, and then she said, well, uh, I don't know if, how many of, of them are like your son that didn't want to participate. And then I said, well, the dean says that he's the only one. And she said, see, that's how important it is to students. <laughs> and I said, no, my son is the only one who's is thinking for himself these days. And, you know, thinks that sitting in a library is less boring than hearing a bunch of people blather about their government jobs. Wow. Brian, uh, just what an amazing odyssey you've had. And uh, and thank you for for, uh, for sharing the story. Mark, any final uh, I, I just I'm, I'm, I'm amazed by the whole thing, um, you know, it, 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 that they would call him into the office, yeah. call him into the principal's office and, hey, investigate. You said some things that people didn't like hearing. We, we were offended. Right. You know, oh, my God, you talked bad to the, the guy with the gun on his hip and stuff. Yeah, well, he's a hero. Look, all these people we're talking about, I pay all their salaries. They can listen to what I say. Damn right they can. Brian, thank you for the call. We really appreciate it. Keep us up to date on uh, if anything else develops there. 800-259-9231. Mike from Red Bar Radio is on the line. And apparently, I don't know much about the story, but he told me today, and he's going to tell us in a few moments, that he was arrested for something he said on his show. Oh, no. We'll find out what that's about. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and it's your show. You take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. The packet 8.net toll-free line. That's 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site for free, including the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens and dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photograph to prove that they listen to the show. See what I mean by heading over to shrine.freetalklive.com. That is shrine.freetalklive.com. The Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival, better known as Porkfest, is June 18th through the 24th. At Porkfest, you'll be able to talk with New Hampshire natives and those who've made the move, socialize with hundreds of fellow activists and lovers of liberty, and discover new freedoms, new communities, and new beginnings. Register today at porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Uh, Mike is on the line uh, from Red Bar Radio. That's, uh, in case you don't know, is a show that airs on our live stream. I believe it is three nights a week. Is it still Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays, Mike? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so if you tune in on our live stream at freetalklive.com and you keep listening after Free Talk Live is over on those days, then Mike will come on the air and do Red Bar Radio, which is a show that is very different from Free Talk Live. How would you describe your show? Uh, you know what? It's a comedy show. It's uh, We sit around. We talk about the same subjects almost. Uh, but uh, we joke around. It's a satire. We uh, we say some stupid stuff, and uh, people laugh. Hopefully, <laughs> theoretically. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. apparently, somebody wasn't laughing recently. As you told you told me today, apparently you were arrested for something you said on your show. I was arrested for making fun of somebody on my show. Now, hold on. Is that satire or parody? What do you mean, right now? Yeah. No. No, you're not kidding. You're arrested. I was arrested, put in jail, and I have a court date coming up next week 
uh, because of stuff that I said on my show. I can't believe that they managed to get you for something like that. What? Uh, Neither could I. What, first could of all, I. what was the content? What was the charge that they're throwing at you? The charge is now. I can't. I can't tell you what was said. Really? And I can't tell you who it was said about. Uh, Are you under like a gag order or something? I'm not under a gag order, but I, you know, I talked to my lawyer about it, and he said, you know, standard lawyer answer. Don't mention, don't mention names or who they think. The, 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 Can you beat around the bush a little bit? Was oh, a, yeah, like a celebrity? Uh, give me something. No, it wasn't to chew a celebrity. On. It was, uh, it was a person uh, who had been causing me some problems. So it was a personal uh, somebody you knew then. It was somebody that I knew. Okay. Um, uh, and basically what happens, I didn't say any names, uh, but I was making fun of them on the show. No uh -huh. names. Nobody could possibly know who this person was. Right. Except uh, But this person happened to tune in. So he called the police and filed a harassment charge against me. Okay. Uh, and basically... He tuned into your show and filed a harassment suit as a result. Exactly. Okay. Tuned into my show, and the stuff I was saying, it wasn't uh, anything threatening towards him. I was just making fun of him. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, now, this guy happened to be Indian. Like, like an American okay. Indian. American Indian? No, or? Uh, Indian Indian. Okay, okay. got it. Uh, and so I was making fun of Indians. Gotcha. Uh, but, you know, I don't. I, you've tuned into our show. That's what we do. We you do make bits. fun of everybody. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Uh, it was nothing like, you know, I want to kill this guy or anything like that. It was, you know, nothing that you wouldn't see on Comedy you Central. You, were, you, were you libeling him at all? Uh, what do you mean? You know, saying he's a gay man, but he's not actually a gay man. Of course, no, it really, no, no. It could, it still wouldn't that. have counted as libel because you no, didn't no. identify what him. I was, basically, the gist of it is I was doing an impersonation of him. Uh, you know, going, oh my God, you know, doing an Indian accent. Right. And, you know, nothing terrible was said. Uh, so he calls the police, tells them that I have a Hitler Youth radio program. <laughs> uh, that's number one. And then he says that uh, he is being harassed over our program. Now, he doesn't know we're an Internet show only. He thinks we're an FM show. Uh, so he tells the police that we're broadcasting an FM show out of my apartment uh -huh. illegally. So the Why is police it illegal? Come about eight police come to my door. Wow. They this is Chicago, by the way. This is where yeah, this, this is. This is Chicago, so it's, it's scary at, uh, you know, one in the morning when you get a knock on the door and sure. you open it to eight police in your hallway. That's a bad thing. So I go out there and I go, you know, what's the meaning of this? You know, I thought maybe they'd come by for a noise complaint or something because mm -hmm. we've been having some of those. So they say, uh, you run into a radio show out of your apartment? And I go, no, we're running a podcast out of our apartment. And of course, it doesn't matter how young a police officer is. They don't know anything about the Internet. Sure. They don't know anything yeah. about technology. Well, it's they have amazing. the brightest and the best, you know. In the, it, it's, those... a, it's like they only know about police stuff, barely. Well, they know how to crack some heads, um, but that's yeah. about it. So he goes, well, I don't know what that is. What, do you got a transmitter in there? I Burr. go, no. It's basically like if you had a voice chat over AOL. He goes, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're coming with me. So, uh, you know, I explained to him. I go, no, it's basically me talking into a microphone, recording it on my computer, and putting it up the next day. And people download it just like they would download an MP3. A what? Like an illegal MP3 download? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you know, it's like very frustrating. You know, they, yeah. they don't get it. 
The only so, thing they know is that MP3s, some people, some MP3s are illegal. Right, and all so, they look for is they're, 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 what they do is they fish around for something to arrest people for. That's yeah, what yeah, their yeah. job is. So we're in the hallway, and I go, "What's the meaning of this? You know, why are you here?" And they go, "You'll find out in a second. You know, yes, you all I know is that they're asking me about my show at this point. Right. So we're sitting in the hallway, me and my brother. Uh, they ask us to put our hands against the wall. Uh, we can't take our hands again off the wall. They uh, pat us down. Nothing there. Uh, and then they wait for about 10, 15 minutes while they walkie-talkie to the station about what I'm actually, you know, why they're there. At this point, I didn't know I was being arrested. Right. So I go, am I under arrest? You know, good qu- that's a good question to ask, by the way. When, when you're dealing with the police, always a good question to ask is, am I free to go? Because yeah, yeah. Then well, that's they what I want to know, because if I wasn't under arrest, there's no way I'd be sitting on a wall with my hands on it. Right, right. You know, for nothing. I go, am I under arrest? He said, we don't know. We don't know yet. Well, <laughs> why uh, don't so you come back and get by. me when you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, exactly. Fifteen minutes goes by, and he gets a call on his walkie-talkie. He goes downstairs and starts talking or whatever. Comes back up, and he goes, all right, man, we're taking him in. They cuff me. Uh, at this point, I still don't know why. There were no rights read. I go, what's going on? He goes, harassment over means of electronic device. Wow. And then I asked more. He goes, you uh, talking badly about people on your show? I go, yeah, that's what we do. He goes, uh, racist stuff? I go, no, we do a comedy show. Uh, and I go, for all I know, you know, you could say what you want on the Internet as long as it's not hate speech, and it's perfectly legal. Uh, oh, I'm pretty sure you can do hate speech on the Internet, too. Yeah, I've seen it. Really? I'm pretty sure about that, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I thought so, too, but obviously I don't want to say I'm doing hate speech. Uh, so he puts me in the car, and then it's another hour wait in the handcuffs in the back of the car mm-hmm. while they figure out what they're doing with me. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I ask again, I go, am I under arrest? He goes, eh, we don't really know yet. Wow, they put you in handcuffs, and they didn't tell you that you were actually under yeah, arrest? There were no rights read. That I mean, doesn't sound like a detainment to me. That, uh, that's an arrest. If you're in handcuffs, as I understand yeah. it, I'm no expert, but uh, the, if you are in handcuffs, you are under arrest, and if they're telling you that they're not sure about that, you know, I wonder if you might have some action that you could take against the police. Of course, you know, that'd require a lawyer and hiring and paying money and stuff. There's more to your story. Hang on, Mike. We're coming back with more. 800-259-9231. The pack at 8.net toll-free line. If you've got a question for Mike from Red Bar Radio about his recent harassment by the police and uh, what this means for radio, it's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. Bring up what you want. The toll-free number for you is 800-259-9231. The packet 8.net toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free, including archives and entire year's worth of the show right there on the front page of the site. For your downloading convenience, you just go and get them for free at freetalklive.com. We are on the line with Mike D. from Red Bar Radio. Uh, Mike, of course, your website is simple enough. It's redbarradio.com, and uh, we actually carry your show on our live stream. Somebody tuned in to the, the live stream recently. After our show was over, so your show goes on after we're done at 10, 10 o'clock Eastern Time at night, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. So somebody tuned in and said, why is Free Talk Live talking about pizza? 
Mm-hmm. I said, I, I, I don't think we talked about pizza. I mean, we we have talked about pizza in the past. I mean, it's Free Talk Live, so you really can talk about anything. It's just that we don't really go there that often these days. And so I said, oh, it's got to be got to be Red Bar Radio because it, it was. And so you do an entertaining program. It's a comedy show first and foremost. In fact, you uh, I, you tend to have in comedic uh, comedic guests that co-host the show with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Local Chicago comics. And nobody's off limits on on your show. I mean, you'll no, make I fun mean, of we, anyone. Yeah, we. I mean, we 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 don't try to target innocent people, but uh, you know. In in the case you're talking, or you started telling us about last segment, for those of you just tuning in, you were doing your show one night as you normally do, and you happened to be making fun of one person in particular that you happened to know in real life. It wasn't like you were picking on a celebrity or something like that. No. And you no. didn't. You did not name the gentleman, and no. so if someone like me was listening, I would have had no idea of whom you were talking about. No clue. But no the idea guy was lived. listening. No idea. The guy was listening, and he... The guy th- was listening. Uh, you know what? And this guy uh, shouldn't have been listening. There was no reason for him to listen. How did he find out about your show? No idea. No idea. Huh. Okay. So it, this guy found out, he listened in, then he called the cops and complained that he'd been harassed or you were doing engaging in some sort of on-air harassment. The cops come down there, eight cops come to your apartment yeah. building. This is and the no city of Chicago. no to him. It's, it's unbelievable. You could just call the police, say whatever you want, right. and before they investigate, they arrest. Well, welcome to America. I mean, yeah. you know, that's how things are done. Apparently. That's great. So they, they, uh, they cuffed you, threw you in the back of a police car. We, you said your brother was there. Was he also arrested, or did they No, leave? my brother was not arrested. Uh, no, he was okay. just uh, left to go back in the house. And uh, they put you in a police car. You say you sat there for an hour before they finally decided uh, to do something with you. You actually asked the question, are you under arrest, while you were in handcuffs, and the cop said he wasn't sure yet. He said he wasn't sure. No, no rights were read. Uh, all the way the trip to the police station, they're still not sure. They're talking over their walkie-talkies, asking me about my show. They're not uh, sure if you're being arrested, but they're driving you to presumably the police station? Yeah. Very yeah. strange. So what happened it, then? It definitely was. So they put me in the, I don't know what you would call this room, but it's a beautiful room. You sit on this metal bench and they handcuff you to the, to the pole there on the wall and then they uh, take your shoelaces from you and your belt, and they search you, and they put everything in a bag. And they don't uh, know how to how to how to take a joke. You know, when they <laughs> my shoelaces out. I'm sorry, you didn't my know shoelaces that. Out, I looked at the guy and I said, "I just bought those." <laughs> he looked at me. You know, instead of like you know giving me a chuckle, he looks at me and he goes, "Don't worry, you're going to get them back." <laughs> yeah. And it's like Jesus. And I'm sitting there. I'm having you know uh, a decent time. <laughs> I'm gonna let myself get angry about it. Um, and have you been so arrested it, before? No, no, no. Okay. Thank Clean goodness. record. Uh, everything's spotless. So the the sergeant comes in, or whoever's in charge comes in, and he starts talking. He goes, "I listen to this show. All right, it's uh, it's a comedy show. I didn't see any hate speech there. Uh, I don't know how much you could have listened to. I mean, because yeah. you got to listen to a lot. But he goes, I don't see any uh, hate speech there. So." Uh, you know, give them an I-bond, we'll get them out of here. So I figure, okay, you know, they're going to write up this I-bond, and I'll be out of here in 20 minutes. Yeah, and the next thing I so. know, they're escorting me to a cell. I'm getting my mug shot. I'm getting fingerprinted. Oh, yeah, you've got to be processed. Uh, they don't just uh, turn you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The processing thought, thing you know, it takes hours. I thought hours. to the show. 
Because yeah. I still was never, you know, read my rights. So I thought he listened to the show, and before they were placing an arrest, I thought he was going to let me go because he listened to the show. He said I didn't see anything terrible there. Yeah. Uh, as I understand so I'm in the it, cell uh, for five hours. Point, point, yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, as I understand it, point of information that they don't have to read you your rights unless they're going to question you. Oh, that's, okay. That's as I understand it. I, you know, I'm not, I'm no expert. But anyway, so you sat and waited as you were so-called processed, as they call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And then, and uh, five hours is enough to know you never want to go back there again. Yeah, it's, I'd say that's probably awful. true. It's awful. Were you alone in the cell, or were you in yeah, like I was a holding alone tank? In the cell, luckily. So. Okay. Didn't uh, want to meet any friends while you were there. No, no, there were there weren't too many people there. It was pretty dead. It's amazing. Uh, but then this is what this is what and this was is weird. Uh, Cook County. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So they uh, they finally come to the cell. You know, probably about four and a half hours into into there. Well, I was trying to sleep. They come in. And they say, okay, you're ready to go. Do you have the money to pay for your bond, which was 75 bucks? Mm-hmm. I go, yeah, I've got, uh, I got the money on me. So he walks me up to the front of the police station, and there's some uh, you know, higher-up cop over there. He's like, you got the money? Got the money? And I go, that's yeah. what it's all and about. I gave him, What's that? I said, that's what it's all about. Yeah, well, listen, I gave him uh, $80 in 20s. And he goes, I said 75 Throw him back in the cell. Oh my God! What? So he throws me back in there for like another half hour, and and once you're like a little bit out and you have to go back in, it's even worse. Right? That's like getting arrested twice in one day. Yeah. So then he comes back uh, like a half hour later, and he goes, "Have him sign the I bond and throw him out the back door." So I sign this thing. They give what me the hell is an I bond? What What is an I bond? Oh, an I bond is uh, it's basically like your signature as a promise that you will show up to your court date. And seventy five dollars. No, no, I didn't have to pay. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, so wait, he waived the fee? He waived the fee. Now, this just goes to show lazy, how lazy bureaucrats out. can be. Rather than go someplace and try to find some change, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. just lets you out for free. Yeah. So God. this is, I, I, said, I told him he could keep the $80. Yeah. You know, keep the five bucks. They wouldn't do that. No. So, and this well, because the they have to part. account for it, as I understand it. If you pay like one penny over the amount on a, on any sort of government bill, they get all upset because then they have to account for this extra money. There's yeah. some sort of bureaucracy insanity that goes on whenever you try to pay more than what uh, is actually required. Uh, I'm so sorry. here's the icing on the cake. Right. They take me out. They throw me out the back door, and it's raining. Mm. So, nice. uh, so I walk with my no shoelaces in the rain. To oh, they a kept cab. the shoelaces. No, they gave me them in a bag, but I don't know if you've ever been arrested. They have this bag, and they, like, they seal it hmm. with one of those heat sealers, and, and it's like real thick plastic. You can't get the thing open. Jeez. So I needed to wait till I got a, a scissor at home and opened it. <laughs> but then this IMIS thing happens, and my court date's next week. So this is what I'm freaking out about. Mm. Yeah, no doubt about it. Now, in the court situation, are you going to be facing charges from the man who accused you, or is the state going to bring a charge? Do you know? Mike, are you still there? Mike D. from Red Bar Radio? Did we lose him? Must I think be. we did. Dropped. Oh, he's gone. All right, well, we'll get, we'll get him back, because uh, I want to know, know more. This is a, a pretty sick situation It is uh, uh, going on here. I mean, the idea that, as he pointed out, you can just pick up the phone, claim that somebody's doing a, a hate speech podcast from their house. Well, he said radio show. A radio show. show and then the cops are going to come along and arrest you. I mean, it, is that appropriate? I mean, where's the investigation? Where's the police work who here? Can def- who could possibly defend this sort of activity on the, pos- on the, uh, the part of the police? 
I mean, can't Mike just make a counterclaim of some, you know, with any old thing and have somebody arrested? The guy's wrong. He's factually mistaken. Right. And, um, you know, they, they, like you say, they didn't do any police work. They didn't actually listen to the supposed offending portion of his show. They just came along and threw him in the back of a police car and, and like they usually do, treated him like crap. Mm. And that's got to be a bit, that's got to be a shock to the system. And we're going to get Mike back and and talk to him about this because Mike has been you know relatively apolitical. I mean, just generally in life, he does a comedy show, and you know, I don't. He he certainly knows what we are about on Free Talk Live, and he he understands that we're about freedom and liberty. I just don't know. This might be his first real taste of the government and the police state that uh, that is being built up around us. And so we'll talk more about that and where these charges are coming from, what uh, he expects to happen in court next week, and take your calls about whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and it's your show. You bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. The packet 8.net toll-free line for you, 1-800-259-9231. And it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The wiki is there and a lot of other features. We give them all away to you. Those other radio talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their websites. We do it for free. We do ask you voluntarily support the show, for instance, by going in shopping at the Free Talk Live store and buying yourself some Free Talk Live merchandise like the Free Talk Live shirts and hats and uh, classic archive collectors sets on DVDs. Uh, we've also got brand new items that are for sale right now, and that includes the uh, the brand new ladies' tee. Uh, we've got the Free Marketeer t-shirt, the lighter bottle opener combo uh, on a, a retractable lanyard. There's also the very cool and hot-selling Free Talk Live multi-gadget. This is going to be your only chance to get those. So if you want to get one of those uh, for 60 bucks, it's a 2-gigabyte MP3 player, flash drive, uh, recording device, also FM tuner. That's for sale right now in, in a pre-order phase. Uh, we've also got the brand-new Free Talk Live beanie and more. They're all for sale. Store.freetalklive.com. The Republican Liberty Caucus welcomes new members in the pursuit of individual rights, limited government, and free enterprise principles within the GOP. Visit rlc.org and click Join Us Today. That's rlc.org. We'll find liberty together. All right, so we've got Mike back on the line in Chicago. It's uh, Mike D., the host of Red Bar Radio, show that follows Free Talk Live on our Internet stream, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. And it's it got a little bit scary there for you recently, Mike. It looked like uh, maybe your show was in danger and uh, because the cops came by and arrested you on the say-so of some listener, somebody who you happen to be making fun of on the air, because that's what you do best is make fun of people. And uh, you, didn't, you didn't use the guy's name. He uh, was just being discussed, sort of, you were just sort of talking about him on the radio, or not really on the radio, but on your, in, the Internet feed. And uh, he got upset, called the cops. They came by, threw you in a prison cell for five or six hours, and then um, threw you back out on the street with no shoelaces and no belt. And how did you end up getting home that night? Well, it was very tough because my pants kept falling down, and uh, the cab drivers wouldn't be... Oh, and they also put, they put these... Uh, they write your, your number on your hand, a big black magic marker. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when you get out of the police, it's like you got to hide your hands and you got no shoes. Everyone knows. Right. You know, and the cabs don't want to pick you up. Uh, but uh, so I get home, I took a cab, and then now I got this court date. But then the I miss thing happens, 
And now I'm worried, like this judge, you know, all, all it takes is one pit, pissed off judge, uh, sure. maybe a, a morbidly obese black woman. <laughs> and she gets up there and she goes, you know, this ominous stuff happened and he got fired. Maybe you should be fired. Mm, well, um, <laughs> nobody can really fire you. You do it as yeah, a... Yeah, I know. Uh, but That's what I wanted to ask, right? Nobody could stop me from doing my show on the internet, right? Uh, theoretically, no. I can't imagine how they... I mean, they could shut down your service provider. They could yank your DSL account or something like that, but I'd never heard of anything like that actually happening. And yeah. the, the the charge you're facing is harassment, or what is it? What's the exact yeah, charge? Yeah, it's... Uh, no, this is actually the charge uh, when I brought it back. Simple assault. Assault? Assault? Did you yeah. threaten the person in any way? No. Well, this is what they told the police. Uh, by the statements that he said on your show, we are in fear for our safety. Mm. Well, um, sounds but like he's I got an overactive imagination. Say, they say it's basically the smallest uh, crime you could be charged with, and it'll most likely be thrown out in court. So I'm not too worried, but the, the, the IMIS stuff is what worries me even more. I've been sick over it. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know if that. you tuned in any of the cable uh, news networks, but all they've been talking about is every other show. Uh, that that does this kind of stuff where they make you know comments that aren't politically correct mm -hmm. and how they're going to be cracking down. Really? Uh, you think it, so? Uh, this is what they said. This have, is what they said. Have the radio executives been saying it? Like, they're calling shows like ours and Opie and Anthony. This is the new buzzword. I saw O'Reilly do this last night, and I almost threw up. Uh, hate radio. O'Reilly? Wait a minute. O'Reilly labeled uh, shows like yours hate radio? He He goes... Listen, CBS has been doing this for a long time because they make money off these guys. <laughs> these guys push it to the line, and then they draw back. And the bottom line is they've been making money off these guys. Oh, my but God. But now they see that the advertisers are going to pull out. We're gonna, I'm going to be on my show personally going after every radio show that screws up. And I'm sitting there like, oh, my God. And then it's just hours and hours of cable news people saying the same thing. And I don't care what Imus said. Imus is a creep. He's a mummy. Uh, he said this offhanded comment, which to me personally and to the people that I've talked to, mm -hmm. real people on the street, they don't care about the comment. Right. The fact that these Rutgers women are upset about it is it's so shameful to me that they could even say they were hurt by a comment that they didn't even hear. Right. Uh, and, and my whole thing is, is the change needs to take place on the people who are getting offended by these stupid little jokey comments. Absolutely. Uh, Tune out. Yeah. You know, they, like I said, I posted this uh, on your forums. I go, they have a choice. They could turn the radio off. Uh, we don't have a choice. We just get fired and we uh, were called racist. And, and we're, ne we're never allowed to work again. And all the people who enjoy the show are never allowed to listen again. Well, um, and, don't uh, think for a second that Imus is never going to work again. I mean, I Imus could get a job on uh, Monday if he wanted to. Right, Opie and Anthony made a comeback. Uh, so could Don Imus. But yeah, but I don't know. Things look scary, man. I'm Nonetheless, I, I know how you feel. I felt the same way after the Janet Jackson escapade uh, where she revealed her breast on the Super Bowl. Yeah, but and this is directly targeted towards exactly what our show does. And I've even got comedians here in Chicago who said, I'm afraid to go up on stage and do my stuff. Hmm. Because, you know, people make racial types of jokes. doesn't make them racists. Uh, sure, it's just a joke about racial race. humor. Everybody is on edge to do racial humor. And when you listen to the interviews, the people that they, I'm guessing, they're selecting, uh, you know, to play these interviews on the air, it seems like everybody is outraged, like normal people. 
I, I listen to talk radio here in Chicago, and everyone's calling in like, yeah, he should have been fired. What he said was terrible, and we shouldn't put up with this stuff anymore. Well, you know, uh, I think a lot of this goes back to the fact that government schools uh, have been educating people for decades here in America, and they sort of teach you this, you know, be a little wimp mentality. Um, you need to be oversensitive to anything anybody says. You should be able to live your life without being offended in America. And, you know, it's just the fact is, if, if we're going to have freedom of speech, then the freedom of speech is supposed to protect offensive speech that's the purpose of freedom of speech because yeah. you don't have to have a law that uh, that protects popular speech it's popular um, it, it, what the the purpose of the first amendment is to protect people from saying things that are outrageous to protect people well, from here's making the thing. People, this oh. is where it gets tricky because the fcc didn't do anything in this case right uh, they're out of it but there needs to be someone who is on the side of a donald imus to protect him from being bullied well, you know, I mean, uh, I've got to, I don't know if he's being bullied. Um, I would say that the, the largely that the reason Don Imus has been fired is because people don't want to advertise in his show. Um, and yes, but those advertisers were bullied to pull out. That's they, true. They were by by whining, whining, whining people. I, I get that. I and think the that, fact is, the uh, the whiners are going to whine louder than the defenders of Don Imus. They've got people like Jesse Jackson and uh, and Al Sharpton have a vested interest. In promoting this viewpoint, they get attention for their organizations and they get television FaceTime on the talking head shows and that sort of thing. Well, this and is what I'm seeing. I'm seeing these people, not comedians being fired. You know, you see this stuff, they, they get way worse on, on Comedy Central and even on The Office, they're racist, mm -hmm. all these shows. I think it's these people with an opinion who are getting fired. And they're using stuff like, oh, uh, they made a, an offensive comment in order to get these people out of there. So you feel it like seems this like it's all the people who have opinions towards bigger picture stories are the ones getting fired. Because I mean Opie and Anthony, yeah, they've been fired but it's for stunts they pulled more or less off the air. Right. Well, that was a sex uh, in the church stunt that uh, they got Opie them fired. Opie and Anthony, if you tune into Opie and Anthony, their show is 10 times worse every minute of the day than anything I miss has ever said. You know, uh, do you feel like this is just the tip of the iceberg that uh, you're going to see more firings here? Because there was another guy that yeah, there was, was a, the guy in Pennsylvania who was fired. Right. He he uh, he got on the air and uh, and and I guess suggested that his listeners call in and use the phrase uh, "nappy-headed hose." And I can't and, believe you just said that on your show. And they <laughs> did that. And, well, I, nobody can fire me, thank goodness. Um, but and then they canned him for it. Just because everybody's just super sensitive today. Well, this is what I think happened. This whole Imus thing, and I know it's sweeps week, so maybe the media just is doing this to get some, you know, coverage. Maybe they're blowing it out of proportion. But what they're what they've done? Well, there's no news this week. They've scared the general public. They've scared radio stations into believing that yes, these little tiny comments are very offensive. Even yeah. though, if you took a vote. Believe me, most people aren't offended by this. Sure, stuff. It, it it would have just blown by had uh, had Al Sharpton and, and Jesse Jackson not gotten a hold of it. And you know, I, I I totally understand how you feel on this, Mike. And I I hope the uh, the axe doesn't come down on on radio talent across the country. And please call us next week and let us know what happens yeah. in the courtroom. Fight uh, for this, guys. Don't let this stuff happen. Thank you, dude. We appreciate the call, and thanks for the story, and good luck. 800-259-9231. Hour 2's coming up. You take control. It's Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, 
Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number two, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the packet 8.net toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features, we give them away, so enjoy those on us. That's freetalklive.com. Let's go right into the phone calls and talk to Matthew in California. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. Hello. Mark, Ian, and Julia, welcome. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Well, thank you for being here. What's on your mind? Okay, one thing. I'm not even going to say the guy's name because I am so tired of hearing him. I subscribe to 140 podcasts, and you know, because I work eight hours and it's a boring job, so I listen to you know talk radio all day at work. Mm-hmm. And I've basically had to scroll through all my podcasts because they keep bringing up this one guy's name who I don't even care about. I never watch a show. The old I never. The old clips yeah, we've been talking exactly. about? exactly. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. And I would never know about it, have these people who everyone keeps calling black leaders. I'm like, first of all, calling Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson a black leader is like calling George Bush a leader of white America. Yeah, it's absurd. Well, at least George yeah. Bush has been elected to something. That's my point. Yeah. At least they got elected. I never even elected these guys. Right. So, and somehow they're speaking for me. I don't care about Don Imus. And here's another thing about that, too, also, is that... Um, People keep using that excuse, well, Don Imus can do it why, you know, because all these rappers can do it, and all these rappers bring all that same stuff up. Well, like, people who say that don't know a lot about rap, because there are that type of genre of rap. But if you think about it, there's, just like there's different types of rock, you know, Incubus, Godsmack, U2, and Beatles are all different kinds of rock, mm-hmm. there's different types of rap. And there are some rappers who put that image out there. But there's more rappers who don't put that image out there. Sure. But all you, yeah, all you ever hear about is, well, Don Imus can say it because, you know, Jay-Z can say it. Well, hold on. Even if you listen to, like, Tupac, he might say one, uh, he, might, he might have a song like, you know, How Do You Want It? But in his next album, he puts out Brenda's Got a Baby and Our Jesus Walks by Kanye West. You know, stuff well, that's not about that stuff. I, that, that's true, but um, Don Imus uh, does, uh, you know, a telethon for uh, to little kids, too. So, I mean... Okay. There's some give and take on that side too. Hold on, hold on, hold on. But a lot of these rappers have, uh, uh, like, um, the di- uh, they send money to Africa for the diamond mine people who get their arms and legs cut off. They sure. have charities like that just as well. But people will see they want to lump it all together and say, you know, you know, well, these rappers are talking about it too. Don't lump all these rappers together because you know there's rappers like Black Alicious and Lupe Fiasco, Most Def, Jurassic Five, who never talk about that stuff. Right. But you'll never hear about them because all these radio stations are owned by Clear Channel. And Clear Channel will only promote certain rappers. And if you look at the markets as far as rap as well, like uh, in like Atlanta or New York, where there's a large black community, those rappers don't get as much play as the ones who don't who don't portray that kind of negative black uh, stereotype because black people are buying this stuff. But if you go to L.A. or you know, like I'm in the Bay Area, you know, in the Bay Area where we are very uh, blacks are a very small minority of the community, those. Rappers like that who put that image out there are big. Why? Because it's not us buying it. <laughs> it's everyone else buying it. White so, America's buying that. So I was right then the other night when I said that uh, like 70% of rap uh, gangster – can we use the term gangster rap for that type of rap? The gangster rap, yeah, you can use that d- definitely because it's kind of a crossover. Because that's, that's sort of what I would label. I mean like uh, the Sugar Hill Gang, they don't qualify as gangster rappers. No, they uh, don't qualify you gotta, as – got to talk about bitches and hoes and, uh, and right. capping ass and, uh, right. and selling crack to be a gangster right. rapper. So, right, exactly. And not all rap is gangster rap. But see, if you want to be successful. 
successful and you want to be able to get on some of these markets, let's say in Seattle or in Los Angeles, you know, you've got to play what they want to hear. And the kids who live, who are there, who aren't predominantly black, want to hear about my Mercedes Benz and how I got that girl last night, you know, up in the club. Yeah. You know? Let's, let's, <laughs> get you know? drunk in the club. Exactly. What? But black people, we can't stand that. You know? Yeah. Yes. And, 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 and another thing is also, last thing, my point is that people want to focus that other black people call black people the N-word. You know, when me and my friends hang out, we call each other a lot of derogatory names like dog and, 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 and I won't say the word, but I've heard, I've heard Ian say it before, but biatch, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. We call each other a lot of negative stuff. And the N-word might be thrown in there, but it's a lot of stuff like, you know, your mother, your son of a, a fatherless mother or a fatherless child, that word too. Yeah. You know, but you're going to focus on just one, well, then, you know, you can do that, but it, that's not the essence of it. So it's you 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 basically you you're agreeing that people are way overreacting about uh, what if you uh, ask most black people about this. We don't care. Yes, it was offensive, but if we went after everybody who was offensive, Don Imus would be like number one thousand and twelve. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't care about them. Don Imus, uh, Howard Stern gets away with it, and I love Howard Stern. You know, and he gets away with it mm-hmm. because I've learned to separate myself from what he says. He's talking negatively, yeah, but you know what? It's a show. Yeah, it's a show. You know, he, you can tell he cares about Robin. He yes, loves Robin. He does. You know what I mean? So do you really believe that he hates black people because some of the things that are said on his show are negative? So, no. Uh, so why is it that, I mean, uh, isn't there somebody out there that can uh, go up against, somebody in the, in the black community, whatever that is, because uh, that's the that, problem. that can go up against Jesse Jackson and say, hey, just, you know, let, put me on your talking head show and I'll go up against this guy. Um, because, is there somebody that can... Take that no one, role? No one will do it, and here's why I tell you why. Because if you come across that way, that you're, that you're against Jesse Jackson, if you're against Al Sharpton, then you're known as a sellout. Not to black people, but to everybody else. And, to every, and we're only a minority in the population. If you get known as a negative person in any type of way, no one wants to be associated with you. That's why all these, you know, uh, all these people who support IMIS, you know, all these uh, people who, who sponsors the show, they're all pulling out. Not because they really care one way or the other, but because there's negative attention being thrown to the IMAS show, and they don't yeah. want to be associated with that negativity. Hmm. So you say so, that some of the, those people are too concerned that they're going to get associated with that, when in fact it would seem right, to me that they right. would be the ones spreading the positive message. Right. Of the positive message being, hey, we are not all the same. We do right. think differently. Just because right. we happen to be black doesn't mean we think the exact same way. Exactly. And, uh, these I aren't our representatives. Not- Right. I support Don Imus only because I support free speech, because the next person to come after might be me. Okay? Wow. So I don't, you know what I mean? So I don't, yeah. I, don't want them to, I don't want the government involved in that. I want the free market to be involved in that. Hey, you know, if I don't want to watch that show, I turn the channel. I pull my money from people who sponsor that. But I'm, I don't want the government involved. I don't want anybody else involved but the, the people who run the show and Don Imus. Wow. And it's personally, you know, between him and the Rutgers girls, if he wants to apologize to them and they want to feel hurt, right. But the comment wasn't directed towards me. It's not my business. Well, I did see a news story today saying that they had accepted his apology. So. Right. Then it should be dropped and, and let the free market take care of it. Yep. I, I, the free market apparently did take care of it. It's just that uh, everybody's so... Uh, to use, I don't know if there's a better term than pussified. I mean, everybody is... Uh, so scared of saying things that might hurt somebody's feelings. And right. It, people just need, you know, I'm a pretty thick-skinned guy. Like I said, I've been called the N-word, you know, by white people. And if I went and fought and, and was upset by every time it was called to me, I'd be, out, I'd be in jail right now. Because, you know, it, it happens. But I can't let stupidity run my life. It's right. stupid. You know, I've I got to be bigger than that.
Awesome. That's what my parents taught me. So you know what, Thank Matthew, you, Mark. that was an Thank awesome you, call. Thank you very much. We really appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Well spoken. I would say so. You know, I'm, I, 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 I can't say I agree with every single point that he made, not every single one, but, man, he's, you know, he's uh, put his point out there, and it's good. 800-259-9231. Let's go to Brandon in Japan. Brandon, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, good morning, hate uh, hate radio guys. <laughs> good morning. What's on your mind? <laughs> uh, not too much. I wanted to talk about this whole I miss uh, Red Bar Radio kind of thing going on. Yeah. Um, the chilling so of free of the, speech in America. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the arguments that I'm that I'm constantly hearing, I'm I'm reading about. Um, I I don't live in America, so this is obviously not really that big of a deal over here in the land of the rising sun. Uh, but one of the arguments that I'm constantly hearing is this: Well, we have to draw a line somewhere. Where do we draw the line? Yeah, who's we? You know, and, and, right. And so, you know, it's like, well, if we're going to take that kind of argument, then we're once again reestablishing that my value set is better than yours, and I'm right. going to force you to, you know, conform to my value set. So what I find really concerning about this entire situation is not so much that, that Don Imus got fired. That was, that was a result of the free market, and I have no problem with that. Yes. And sponsors want to pull their, you know, their sponsorship from the show. That's fine. If people want to call the show and say, "Hey, you know what? I disapprove of your comments. Uh, you're a, you know, you're a racist jerk." Um, I'd like to point something right out, um, and we're going to bring you back because we're short on time this segment. So hang on. I'd like to point something out about uh, the, the way f- uh, Free Talk Live is structured to uh, to handle a situation like this in the future. Um, I have no doubt that as we get more popular, there are going to be people who are offended, and it's very likely, because this has happened actually in our past, mm-hmm. where a, a group of activists has gone after one of our advertisers and successfully convinced them to pull advertising from the show. It happened back when we were a local show. And uh, so I knew it was going to happen, and the AMP program is a wonderful insurance policy against, uh, essentially against things like this happening to Free Talk Live, in that... If an advertiser pulls out of the show, yeah, it's going to hurt, but we still have that baseline amount that can help us stay alive. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You take control. Bring up what you want. Toll free at 800-259-9231. That's the packet 8.net toll free line. And you can bring up anything. It's Ian here with you. And, and Mark. Julia. Oops. Oh, yeah, Mark. She's here, too. I'm walking all over. All right, 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there for free, including the wiki. Over 1,200 pages created by listeners just like you. It's like the listener editable version of our website at wiki.freetalklive.com. Of course, it's completely free. WIKI.freetalklive.com. Let's go back to Brandon in Japan. You're back on Free Talk Live. Hey, Brandon. Hey, guys. So you were saying... Yeah, so I was saying. So I was saying with uh, with the Don Imus show, I have no problem that uh, you know that people are calling the show saying they don't like it. They're calling advertisers. They're saying they're not going to support their products. That people are you know that people are using the, their power of their dollar, their you know their power as a consumer, mm-hmm. you know, to make a change in the world around them. That's fine. Um, what I do have a problem with though is that uh, it's cases like these that. You know, the Jesse Jacksons, the Al Sharptons, uh, the big government status are going to use and say, see, we need to have more control over this medium. Because right. if you don't, this is what's going to happen. I believe they've already to... started making those calls. I haven't actually seen any uh, detailed articles about it, but from the quote we read from Al Sharpton last night, it certainly sounds like things are going that way. Right. So to, to bring this into the, the Red Bar Radio case, one of the reasons I think actually Mike's case is a little bit more important 
And I don't want to freak him out, but one of the things that he should be concerned about is his show's an Internet-only radio show. So if he goes into the if he goes into this case and he has a judge that does throw a book at him um, and he gets convicted of any crime pertaining to the content of his show on mm -hmm. the Internet, well, that just sets a legal precedence for the United States government to start regulating the content of media broadcast over the Internet. So we don't have regulations over the Internet now, per se, other than child pornography, but this would be a very, very real, a very, very substantial legal precedent for the United States government to look at this. Oh, see, in the case of the city of Chicago versus Mike D. of 2007, uh, the judge ruled that uh, this kind of content, whatever the content Offensive is, content. I mean, he didn't even name the guy he was talking about. Well, and not just that. It's not just offensive content. It's hate speech and thus not protected by the First Amendment. And the mm -hmm. medium of the Internet is no longer relevant. So you uh, think that Mike, uh, Mike D. may end up being the first victim, the first real victim beyond Don, Don Imus to uh, you know, this feeding frenzy as far as, uh, as, far as Internet-only uh, broadcasts are concerned? Because we've already seen Don I mean, Imus went down, the guy in Pennsylvania went down, and you're suggesting that maybe uh, Mike D. will be the first to go as far as the Internet yeah. world. Well, and I think that Mike is a little bit more important than Don Imus, again, just by the nature of the medium that he's transmitting his content on. Don Imus is on FM radio and stuff, and so... Well, right, because the government hasn't can... been involved yet. I mean, the government, right. in the case of Imus and the, the jock in Pennsylvania that got, that got canned, those, the FCC wasn't a factor at all. Uh, it was just right. they, they just got canned by their, uh, their manager. You know, it's like America's right. developing this, uh, their, their version of the, the Wahhabist uh, moral police that they have in uh, Saudi Arabia. These guys don't get mm -hmm. paid or anything. They just they, they have this power to, uh, you know, over citizens, and they're able to do what they want, and it's all based on their moral code. Right. It's a little right. scary. So I think it's really... Yeah, really concerned, and uh, and I would recommend that if you if you don't listen to Red Bar Radio, uh, listen to the show, and you know, give him your support, send him an email, um, and do what you can. There you Check go. Out his Facebook too. Brandon, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. So I see where Brandon's coming from on that. I hope that uh, I hope that Mike D's lawyer is correct in that they're going to throw the case out. That this is is. I mean, there's nothing yeah. substantial to the charge. There's nothing to go on here as far as the uh, the details of the case. How but, could it be proven that he's even talking about that particular man? He could be talking about anybody. Yeah, that's a great question. He didn't say the guy's name. Right. I didn't hear the broadcast. He didn't say the dude's name. I don't. I doubt he gave identifying information about the person because that would just be. There's no point to doing something like that. And so, it seems like he doesn't. It seems like the state doesn't have a case. If it is indeed the state that's bringing the charges, and I I didn't clarify that. Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, if somebody calls up the the government and says you're saying mean things on a radio show about you as a person, then is it the person who's offended that's bringing the charges, or is it the government bringing charges on behalf of that person? Well, if it's criminal and he was locked in jail, so it has to be criminal. Um, it, essentially, the state has to have um, you know have the charges. You you really don't have a situation where people bring charges against people in America anymore. So then that is the state then. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll find out more uh, next week, and I, I still I still want to talk to to Mike D about how this has affected his worldview as far as uh, he wasn't so active in the in the p political world, the freedom movement. I wonder if he will become more so as a, as a result of this. I bet he will, especially if he's he found guilty. Uh, more, on, um, more on the way here. We've got to go to the phones, the amplifier line. Nope. Okay, Brian's gone. Let's Nothing try there. Johnson in Connecticut. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. Hey. Hey, hey. I wanted to talk a little bit more about the IMAS thing, too, just yeah. because I'm, I'm so in, just enraged about the situation because of 
the utter hypocrisy of the media and just of of the people who are, are are crying out for this man's forty year career to be ruined. How about Bill O'Reilly? Um, I mean, calling it hate. Well, Bill O'Reilly's an idiot. Bill O'Reilly is a scumbag piece of dirt. Bill O'Reilly, he, who's one of the uh, you know loudmouth talkers that gets on the air and talks trash about Islam and Muslims, and, and I mean, he's got he's got plenty of hate on his show. Yeah, well, him and Bortz both do that a lot. Um, you know, talking about uh, about just different races and just spewing hate constantly. Um, but, but I think uh, O'Reilly shouldn't be talking about saying the wrong thing anyway. I mean, didn't he go to, uh, didn't he, uh, go to court for that, you know, with that young lady the who sexual he was having phone conversations yeah. with? Yeah. I don't think he should be anyone who is talking about uh, controlling what he says because he wasn't obviously capable of doing that. Um, but beyond that, I mean, I'm, I'm glad to hear you know that the caller who called in a couple uh, a couple calls ago, Matt, talking about the rap community because where's the outrage there? You know, where's the outrage against the rap community where the you know the top ten songs, most of them uh, you know contain uh, very very similar phrases to what Imus uttered, which Imus was actually quoting a Spike Lee movie. Uh, you know, really? it, it, yeah, it's a Spike Lee movie, and, and you know. Where's the outrage against that? You know, where's the outrage against the movie where the quote actually came from? Um, but beyond all this, that, that's not the part that really has me as angry as this. You know, it, I mean, as far as that goes, sure, free market, you know, the people are, are speaking, and that's the, the whole thing. I think everyone who's speaking out against Imus is a bunch of hypocrites. Yeah. Um, but the thing that really irritates me about the whole uh, situation are the pigs over at MS, MSNBC. Um, because what happened was, and most people aren't covering this in the media, nobody even knows about it, the fact that Don Imus ran a $3 million a year charity to help kids with cancer and uh, you no, know, no, no, no. I think they raised three million dollars just this week. I think that's what. Uh, that's yeah, it's, what 40, I saw it's forty million since nineteen ninety. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's typically the 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 average was that they raised three million a year. Okay. If they raised three million just this week, that's because they're doing better this year. Right. Um, Typically, they raise three million a year, and, and the thing is, is they dumped out MSNBC. Decided to fire Imus um, during this whole situation and, and dump him off of you know off of their airwaves. Right during before the middle his of telethon. His, right, yeah, right before his telethon. I mean, and and what were they running when they were had, were supposed to have him off? They were running repeats of Imus. Were they really? Yeah, they're ah. just pigs. They're sick pigs. And, you know... Uh, if you've got Mike more, hang mentioned... on, Johnson. Hang on. 800-259-9231. Lots of people want to talk about this situation. And, and as it should be, uh, freedom of speech is being threatened yet again, or even further. I mean, it's already, you're not free, totally free to speak in America, and now it looks like it's getting worse. Your thoughts. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, toll-free number, 800-259-9231. The packet 8.net toll-free line for you, 1-800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. Get signed up for the updates. We clue you in whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show. In fact, 
I sent out an update today as I posted our interview from last night with F. Paul Wilson on the site. Also posted my interview with Chick Chat uh, that I mentioned last night on last night's show. So both of those interviews for download right there on the front page of the site. And you would have known first if you'd been on the updates list at updates.freetalklive.com. SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows that the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful, they record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy so that your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com or call 1-800-544-6359. Do business with businesses that support Talk Live. We're talking about the IMIS controversy and all of the things that are sort of stemming from that in that there's this uh, this renewed attack on what they're calling hate radio and uh, they're attacking essentially the freedom of speech. But uh, as our, our board op actually sent an instant message over the break and he pointed out that this is the marketplace that's attacking freedom of speech at this point. Um, and, you know, interesting point. It is the marketplace. But well, you'd, you'd had an interesting I, response to that. If the marketplace is attacking free speech and uh, the marketplace isn't perfect, you know, we're not talking about utopia here. We're just talking about what works best, what's yeah. most efficient. If the marketplace is attacking free speech, then it will correct itself much more quickly. Now, if the government gets involved, that's when things take forever. You know, when you're um, a lot of people in Maine wanted prohibition at one point in this uh, country. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, they managed to get the government involved and then prohibited alcohol everywhere. They didn't just have um, people being, uh, you know, treated poorly in their town for drinking, you know, ostracized or whatever. They had everybody in the whole nation arrested if they were caught drinking. Right. Well, it took, I don't know, 15, 20 years for prohibition to turn itself around. And that's what happens when the government gets involved. It takes so much longer because the government's sure. so slow. The market, much quicker. Right. And in, 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 in this case, in the case with IMIS and the other guys that are under, under fire here for being offensive, um, yeah, okay, the market has corrected and uh, the, these companies felt the, the pinch in the pocketbook with the advertisers who dropped off. So they, they fired IMIS. It doesn't mean that IMIS can't get a job somewhere else. It doesn't mean that someone else on another station can't continue to be offensive. Uh, but if the government gets involved, then it darn sure will mean that. Mm-hmm. If the government gets involved and passes a law, then all of a sudden everybody's watching every single word they say because they're worried about fines from the state instead of just losing their job. Uh, let's go back to Johnson in Connecticut uh, with uh, with some more comments on the situation. Johnson, okay. you're there. Hello. Hello. Hey. So I, you know, I want to say that you know the, this whole situation with the the media is what has me the most just kind of outraged with it, especially MSNBC with the... the feeding frenzy over all this? Well, the feeding frenzy, and then the other comment that I'd like to say is that, that you know, if the board op doesn't think that, uh, you know, that thinks that it's the marketplace that's attacking uh, attacking um, free speech, I kind of want to... I still think that could be put back in the government a little bit, considering that the government's running the education system. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and I think that that's the biggest part of the problem is that people don't realize what's going on. Not not that I think that that's an acceptable excuse. I think that he's making a very valid point right now in that, uh, you know, that people in general are attacking, are literally attacking uh, uh, free speech. And, and the biggest part about it is the level of ignorance, just ridiculous levels of ignorance. 
I'm sure 99% of the people who are screaming about Don Imus' show have never once listened to it. Probably not. Never once. And are just screaming about nothing because they have no idea. And they'll say, Don Imus is a racist or Don Imus is a sexist and haven't listened to his show and don't know what they're talking about in any way. It's just a pile-on, and it's disgusting. Well, it's, the and the same worst... thing with, it's the same thing with the, like, the Parents' Television Association, or the Parents' Television Council sending in thousands of complaints to the FCC when they hear something or see something that their organizers don't like. These people sending in the complaints haven't actually seen the, uh, the offensive material, but yet they're free to send in the complaints, and the FCC will go ahead and act on them. And the, the, even worse about that, though, are the entertainers. These people who make their living, you know, especially comedians and, and rap artists who make their uh, living doing this, we've got people like 50 Cent and Snoop Dogg piling on Don Imus. But the worst one I thought, just in my personal opinion, was Whoopi Goldberg. Okay. Getting on with this, and the reason why I think Whoopi Goldberg is the biggest hypocrite of all is because... I think it was in the 90s or the 80s. She was dating uh, Ted Danson. Right. And Ted Danson he, came out in blackface. In blackface. Mm-hmm. And he had a whole act where he did an act in blackface. And it was perfectly acceptable to her then because she was sleeping with him. <laughs> and her, her whole uh, uh, quote on that was, it's not what people say, it's the intent of the words that are being used, you know, or the intent of the person who's using those words. And where is that same sentiment now with regards to Don Imus? Don Imus' intent was to make a joke. And Whoopi had been interviewed about that. Um, She was interviewed about her views on on that whole thing and that situation with Ted Danson, and she refused. She hung up on the interviewers. And... (laughs) That was, and I want to bring this up, I, you know, I don't nor typically like mentioning other radio shows, but Mike brought them up already, Opie and Anthony. And I think that in this whole situation, completely uncharacteristically, and I think that what they're doing, especially since with the attitude of people attacking hate radio, it's sort of brilliant, is that they, the reason why Imus's charity is going so well is because Opie and Anthony got behind it and said, look, MSNBC is taking him off air before this sh- before he was able to run his charity. We want you guys to donate. Yeah, well, we've talked about Opie and Anthony throughout the week, actually, and as a reason, Glenn Beck did the same thing. By the as way, as an example of uh, you know a show that had lost its radio gig, went underground for a little while while things cooled down, popped up on uh, satellite, and then got re-syndicated back to radio. And so I don't know, is Opie and Anthony are they in a, a position like Howard Stern is, where they get to program oh, their they- own channel? Uh, yes, and they blow Howard Stern out of the water because they have, first of all, they've got a bigger satellite audience than he does, and they've got their, all their broadcast audience as but, well. Now. But my question is, they can program their own channel, right? Well, on their satellite feed, yes. Right, they that's can't what I program mean. So, their, their FM side. So they may very well have some strings they can pull that might get Don Imus to the world right, of satellite radio. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if even Don Imus would want to do that and come back in satellite radio considering his. Advanced age. Why, why wouldn't he, man? I understand his advanced age, but he doesn't want to go. I wouldn't think that he would want to go out on such a sour note. Um, and if he's he's got an advanced age now, why wouldn't uh, he's going to work every day? He doesn't have to. Right. He could have gotten out at any point. I, he's probably somebody who, like me, just you know right, wouldn't have anything to else to do. Yeah, you can't give. Right. It, I mean, it's hard to give up that microphone. Johnson, thank yeah, you for I the can. call. Any other thoughts? Oh, I know the feeling. <laughs> Thanks, dude.
800-259-9231. I know he's down in Connecticut. He misses being on the air with us. And I know he said he's going to come up maybe for a visit this summer, so maybe we'll have him on uh, when when he does that. Let's continue with the calls. It's Eric in Tech. Wait a minute. Is uh, Robin a female? I don't know. Robin in Ontario. You're on Free Talk Live. Nope, you're not a female. Robin, are you? All right. So what's on your mind, Robin? Well, it's about this um, free speech issue. I, I really think that it isn't an issue... It's to do with a broadcaster who fired somebody they weren't happy with, primarily because the advertisers withdrew their money. That's, that's yeah. the market system. Now, be done with it. The, but the and advertisers it, it, probably withdrew their money because they were being, um, you know, uh, attacked and berated by, uh, you know, people who may or may not ever buy their product because of something that the um, that the gentleman well, said. Then they caved, but it was still yes. a free market decision and. That's the way the market works, and you don't like it. It is. It's tough. Well, I don't like it, and I'm talking about it. That's what I. That's how I can respond to it yeah, by talking but, about it on my radio show. No, I, I, I don't like it either. But right. you know what? It, it, it. If you want to talk about freedom, that's how freedom works. You have the freedom to hire someone. You have the free freedom to fire. Someone. Absolutely, and as we pointed out, the the problem will come in. When Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton and all these guys go to the government to have laws passed to restrict freedom of speech. And that's where they're going with this. Thanks for the call. More on the way. You take control of the airwaves. Eric in Texas and your calls about whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up what you want toll free at 800-259-9231, the packet 8.net toll free line, 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And of course you can join us online at freetalklive.com where all the features, uh, we give them away. Once again, that is freetalklive.com. We do ask you voluntarily support the show by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. And, you know, I'm going to tie this amp thing into the whole IMIS situation because as I mentioned earlier in the hour... Uh, or maybe it was last hour, but anyway, I mentioned earlier in the show that the AMP program helps protect us on Free Talk Live from controversies like the IMIS situation. See, we've got a pretty nice little setup here on this show. Uh, we don't really have too many gatekeepers as far as people who are over top of Free Talk Live, people who could swing an axe and get rid of us. Right. Uh, the president of the Genesis Communications Network he would be a gatekeeper at this point, mm-hmm. but uh, in the world of uh, you know, what he's got on his network, we're one of the fastest-growing shows. I think we may be the fastest-growing program on his entire network. Well, Don Imus could say that he's uh, you know he's a popular show on uh, CBS radio. He's uh, the morning show for WFAN. Sure. And he could make that kind of claim. It, it's very unlikely, though, considering the content that this particular network has in general um, outside of Free Talk Live, sort of the, the, the a lot of the other shows tend to be of this sort of conspiracy conspiracy genre, which that's going to offend a lot of people if it gets on uh, regular radio stations. And mm-hmm. in fact, we actually offend people that are conspiracy fans. The The network gets complaints from time to time from the conspiracy crowd about, what are you doing with this show on your network? Get these guys we out don't of like here. Em. Well, luckily, um, they know that we're bringing in the radio stations, and that brings in the advertisers. And so, very unlikely that, that we're going to get the axe as far as that, that gatekeeper is concerned. Mm-hmm. So there aren't very many gatekeepers for Free Talk Live. We don't have a manager. We don't have somebody that is our boss. There's no, there's nobody. Um, we Free Talk Live is our program, and uh, so nobody is over our heads. So that's a good thing. That's one of the things that keeps us safe. The other thing is that 
there's still the realistic possibility that an advertiser could get negative phone calls from some activist group that has decided, you know, whether it's the Socialists United for America or whoever it is that wants to attack Free Talk Live, would go after an advertiser, and they might very well get that advertiser to pull their funding. Very well possible. It happened uh, back in our local days. Right. We had a chicken wing place that was it was it wasn't even a real advertiser. They were just bringing us food on Friday. Night. It was called Wings and Weenies. Yeah, Wings and Weenies down in uh, down in Florida. And uh, anyway, we just you know they bring in food. We talk about their business and eat some wings. And uh, I guess some religious guy didn't like the fact that I was an atheist or something like that. And uh, he went there and. Uh, had a couple of his friends complain to the management, and they called me up that and said, it. "They called me up and said we're pulling our sponsorship." And mm-hmm. at that point, I realized, "Oh my gosh, you know we're we're dealing with this now as a local show. What's it going to be like when we finally get syndicated? When we finally get out on more stations?" Luckily, we actually haven't had any trouble so far. Currently, that's, that's good. One of the conversations I generally have with advertisers, um, and and this is the difference between uh, setting something up, um, you know just sort of on the side for your radio show and then having a professional salesperson do it, um, is I have the conversation with them and I describe the relationship that Rush Limbaugh had with uh, Snapple. Hey, look, they went on a controversial show, and um, he told them just as soon as you get on the airwaves with us, people are going to start calling um, and saying all kinds of things, and you've got to be prepared for that. Sales went from, um, I think it was two, uh, $600 million to... Uh, no, six hundred thousand to uh, four million inside of uh, you know the first year and a half or something being on Rush. Right, Huge because sales even though increase. they were even though they were getting complaint phone right. calls, that's just evidence that there's a lot of people listening. Right, and it's very unlikely that a business is going to get a call from someone saying, "Hey, thanks for advertising on Free Talk Live." Nope, not very likely at all. No, not not very likely. So the activists are more likely to be the ones that are angry. The people that are happy with your programming are less likely to do anything. Yeah, sure. They're just going to buy the products. So you're saying you sort of prepare the advertising I absolutely for that. do. That's good. But there's still the chance sure. that something like that could happen, in which case the AMP program is so critical to Free Talk Live. Because if an advertiser decides to pull their funding, or like if a bunch of them do, like with this IMA situation, that puts, that puts the show in hard times. And if all we're relying on is those advertising dollars... We could really be in trouble, and so having the 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 AMP program around is sort of a you know sort of like a re- reserve um, it handles, basic level of of funds. It handles a large portion of the overhead and the advertising. It sure does. Um, you know the buying equipment, buying of equipment for stations, and that kind of thing. And it's also more distributed as far as um, we've got over twenty six hundred dollars a month coming in from AMP now, and as you know, it stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. It's a pr- program we created to allow our listeners to voluntarily support the show. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go to amp.freetalklive.com to get all the details on the program and see how we're spending the money, which is to promote Free Talk Live and get it on more stations. So it's a way for fans of the show to really step up and, and actually support the program. But it's more decentralized than the traditional advertiser model of the way radio has always been run. And thank goodness for the Internet, because if it weren't for the Internet, we wouldn't be able to do it. If, if if this were 20 years ago, Free Talk Live wouldn't even make it as far as it, as it currently has. No. But we'd have to go through the old way of doing things, and that is you have to find advertisers, the advertisers have to support the show, and then you can you know continue paying your bills. But now, even if advertisers drop out, we've got 365-plus of our listeners that are contributing a variety of dollar amounts, as little as $3 a month to the show. So maybe some of those people would be offended by whatever it is that 
was offending the advertisers, and they might pull their money, and then but but we might only lose a couple hundred bucks from the AMP program. Because our listeners could, and, and there may be listeners that would say, hey, I support these guys, and that might make them more likely. Like in the case where your um, where that guy outed you for being in prison for nine years, mm-hmm. in that case, we had the, the biggest spike in AMP history yeah. at that particular point. Because the Free Talk Live listeners stepped up and they said, you know what, I support these guys and I support Mark for uh, for having the courage to continue on with his life and 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 seek his dreams even though he's got this sort of spot on his record in the past. And well, I could have very well decided to, you know, that I the only thing I was good for was a life of crime and yeah. uh, gone on and done that sort of thing. And and certainly there are ex-cons that decide to do that. I've decided that I didn't want that in my life and I wasn't going to let it hold me back. And I was going to, you know, continue on like everybody else continues on. So that's one of the reasons why the AMP program is so important to Free Talk Live. In the event, I mean, first of all, it's important that it allows us to advertise the show and promote it. But in the event that something terrible were to happen with a controversy like this, it would you guys would be the ones keeping the show afloat. Seriously. So head over to amp.freetalklive.com to learn more about the program. As we go to Eric in Texas, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. Hey, Eric. Hey, guys. How's it going? Great. What's on your mind? I wanted to kind of continue this, the, uh, a little bit of the discussion that Johnson had started, uh, mm-hmm. talking about the, the hypocrisy of some of the people who were calling for I miss his head. Yeah. Uh, in particular, I'm wondering if now that they've successfully gotten him to uh, grovel and then uh, fired, will Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson be apologizing uh, for what they said about the Duke lacrosse players. Not likely. What did they say they, about the Duke lacrosse players? Oh, they they were livid. They were. I mean, they they were calling them everything out of the books, from uh, you know rapists to the most horrible people on earth. Uh, but they're not guilty, right? That was the, uh, that was some news this week. Well, they were mistaken, yeah. they were mistaken as to uh, their guilt. The uh, the I believe that the charges were dropped this week. That's correct. Um, the I believe, from what everything I can tell, and I mean, it's not like they show pictures of this, uh, that I've seen pictures of this gal or anything, the uh, stripper in the Duke lacrosse uh, case was black. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, th- that's what I can tell. I don't know that for certain. And for some reason, Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton decided to support her. Um, and, of course, these, uh, you know, the lacrosse boys are a bunch of fraternity white guys. And so, you know, they were calling for their heads. I don't know what would have, right. um, you know, what would they have decided to do if it was a black fraternity and a white stripper? They wouldn't comment. I wouldn't think. I wouldn't no, think yeah, they, they, would they wouldn't have said a thing. Yeah, right. and they don't, and they won't have to say a thing here either because nobody, they, they don't have radio shows. I guess Al Sharpton does, but and it, they don't. Nobody really cares that much as far as seeing justice given to Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton. Nobody's going to hold their feet to the fire. And that, they'll just, you know, they just wouldn't wouldn't return a phone call from somebody that wanted to interview them about that. Yeah, and that's what disgusts me is it the media's job. I, I I think the media was right to call out Imus, but the fact that they won't call out Sharpton and Jackson is what really disturbs me. Cause Maybe like they're you guys, scared. Maybe they don't want to be targeted by Sharpton and Jackson. Uh, and if that's the case, that's just cowardice. It wouldn't surprise me. Just knowing some of the people in the business. I don't know. Knowing, I, that's their job. It is their job. Yeah, well, they, we, you know as well as we do that they don't do their job very darn well. I mean, it's easy to call out an old corpse, um, you know, as far as Don Imus is concerned, but they certainly don't do their job when it comes to calling out the government for being awful. 
and hurting people and doing all those things. So, Eric, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Hour three's coming up. You can take control of the airwaves. Uh, Julia is going to be talking about some, uh, what is it, some sort of sexual related. Oh, abstinence. That's what it is. And how completely ineffective the abstinence program has turned out. We'll give you those details and take your calls about anything. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into Hour 3. You can take control of the airwaves. Toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That would be the Packet8.net toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, completely free. We give them away. That's freetalklive.com. we got to roll right into the calls, and then uh, we'll talk about abstinence here in a little bit. But first, to Jamie Told You So, calling from Kentucky. Jamie, you're on Free Talk Live. I tell you what, I'm really red hot over this Amos firing. I know, man. You called. Uh, you called earlier this week. What? How do you feel today? Well, uh, since they fired him from his CBS job, that's just a bunch of. Uh, I'm banning. I'm not going to watch CBS. They got a bunch of crap on there, anyway. <laughs> uh, they got a bunch of crap on NBC, anyways. Best, uh, best uh, ABC. I watch that a lot. Are you going to call CBS and tell them that you are not going to watch anymore or listen to their radio stations? Uh, yeah, and I'm going to tell more people about the call them do. Because that's another way that this could work. You know, there's there are definitely there can be multiple sides to a boycott. One side is boycotting the show, and now you um, can can organize a boycott of CBS, or you can boycott MSNBC as a result of uh, the actions that they've taken. Uh-huh. It was all started over what he said, and he was sorry about it. Right. And which I, you know, they should have forgiven him. Yeah, and, and uh, they did. They did forgive him, as a matter of fact. It's just everybody else who won't forgive him. You know, and there's another thing that old Al Sharpton. He ain't no reverend. He ain't no reverend man in the moon. <laughs> He's not a reverend. He doesn't no, he call himself a reverend? Well, he uh, he he's supposed to forgive. It says in the good book to forgive. And well, forget. just because you're a reverend doesn't mean that uh, you you're good at it. You know, you know anything about the the Bible or anything like that. I would think it does. No, you can go and uh, you can go to I think it's the uh, the Church of the Subgenius, and you can go ahead and but get yourself a, a, a reverend certificate. Nobody's for like going twenty to, bucks. Um, reverend Al Sharpton didn't get to be in charge of a church by getting his uh, you know um, his his little certification through the I Church see. of the Subgenius. I didn't even know and he was. Jesse, go ahead. And Jesse Jackson. Anybody supports Michael Jackson is nothing but a buffoon, too. Wait, so wait, Jesse Jackson supports Michael Jackson is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't know it either. Uh, why, no, what, I th- go ahead. I think y'all should have Imus on y'all show to well, talk his piece. That might be kind of a tough interview to score, and I honestly don't know if I'm interested in talking to Don Imus. Uh, well, I, I'll, do, I'll do the interview if you want me to. <laughs> I bet That'd you be would. great. I know, you're, I know you're a fan of his. Um, as far as having Don on the show, I, I'm not a fan of Don Imus. I, I support him in this particular controversy in that he did the right thing and apologized so, I mean, as far as that's concerned, we don't do interviews too often, and uh, I don't know. And I'm not interested in really scratching his back too much on this. But, uh, Jamie, any other thoughts for us? Uh, uh, it just, you know, it's uh, in, uh, about Anna Nicole Smith. That's all you hear about anymore on TV. Isn't that disappointing? 
Uh, well, yeah. Do you like Anna Nicole Smith? Well, when she was alive, yeah. I see. You know, uh, they found out that it wasn't, in fact, uh, Howard Stern's baby, but uh, the other guys. A different Howard Stern, though. Yeah, it was. It, oh, not, okay, okay. Yeah, it was, I was fixing to say Howard Stern, you know. Howard K. Stern. It was not Howard oh, okay. K. Stern's baby. It was the uh, boyfriend prior to that or something like that. Who cares? Yeah. You, yeah. Call, you call me Jamie told you so. Well, I'm telling you this right now. Mark it. He will be on XS, XM Radio by the end of the year. By the end of the year? Okay. All right. Jamie told you so's predictions. Thank you for the call. Mark. We appreciate it, sir. 800-259. Because Jamie told you so. 9231. <laughs> Yeah, make it, make it, mark that down. Uh, I think we already make predicted that. Make it, you, yeah, I don't think you predicted that. What? Not did by the end that? of the year. I did not give you that, right. but I, I well, yeah. you know, he's nailing it down. He is. End of the year. Okay. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Max in the United Kingdom. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Max. Uh, hello? hello? Hey, you're on the air. What's hello, on your mind? Chapton. Hello, Chapton Chapes. <laughs> yes, sir. What's um, on your mind? Okay, I'll, I'll make a prediction as well, actually, uh, following that, Jamie. Um, basically, if you don't stand up and fight and protect your, your freedom to speak freely and express yourself freely now, then be prepared to be silenced forever. Absolutely. Um, go away. That's what, well, that's exactly what's going to happen. You're going to mm-hmm. lose all this stuff. And, um, well, I mean, this is, the, this is something that I, I'm, I'm quite... Uh, um, obviously very opinionated about, um, basically because, as I said to you before on the show, um, that everything that the U.S. does, the U.K. seems to mirror, or everything that the U.K. does, the U.S. seems to mirror. Yep, for sure. So, exactly, so it's almost like a reinforcement, you know. So if, if unfortunately, I guess, uh, if, if people over in the States don't, um, as this issue is really, you know, bubbling up here, and I, my, I send my best regards to Mike D. from Red Bar Radio, great show as well, mm-hmm. um, that if, if people over there don't defend themselves and, and have a right, I mean, because you have a right to offend, I think, uh, under freedom of speech, and you also have a right to defend yourself as well. Absolutely, and, and the um, trick is, if you don't stand up for the freedom of speech for those who offend, then they very well could come after you next. You never know who well, they're going to go after next, and it could very well be you. And if you haven't stood up for the other guys, sure. then there's not going to be anybody left to stand up for you. It's a paraphrase of the, well, uh, the old Martin exactly. Niebuhr quote. And I'm looking at it from a, uh, also from a parent's point of view. I know I'm, a, I'm a, an opinionated uh, bugger anyway. <laughs> um, but uh, as a parent as well, if, again, I think all people should consider that, okay, well, what about future generations? Don't they or won't they have the right to uh, defend themselves, you know, vocally uh, as well, or however they may wish to? Um, there's that old little saying from, from I don't know, from kindergarten or something, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. <laughs> you know, this whole thing, I don't know Don Imus, and I don't really know Jesse Jackson or, or whoever these right. other people are. For me, I think they're pretty much, um, forgive me for saying this, uh, everyone makes mistakes, and if you apologize, you just get on with it, you know? Absolutely. Um, but not everyone is perfect, you know? Uh, I think, was it Jesus that said, and I'm not a very good Christian, but uh, he was who is without sin... Pass the first stone. Yeah, exactly. he, he did you know. say that. Now, let's let's go to the United Kingdom and look at some examples of things that are happening there that have yet to actually occur here in America. For instance, okay. uh, you guys have the what they call the antisocial behavior orders or the ASBOs. Are you familiar yeah. with those? 
I'm well. Personally, I haven't had one yet. <laughs> what are some of the offenses, so-called, that people can get those for? Because that seems to fall into this category. Well, it, it goes down to um, again. It's, it's one of these things that's uh, they pretty much capture you under the uh, what I would you know, forget me say, forgive me for saying it's something like the thought police. It almost seems to be the moral police, the right. moral brigade. That okay, well, that person that person might be causing. Uh, trouble to his neighbors or what have you, or maybe being a bit lippy to uh, someone in a store or something like that. Right, and so in that they've offended someone. You've said something, or you're dressing a certain way, or you're doing something that isn't necessarily harming another person's property. You're offending mm -hmm. them, and then you get charged with this uh, anti-social behavior order thing, which isn't even like a real crime. It's just a, an order to pay. And uh, I don't even think that there's even a court for these things. Is there? Well, this is it. It isn't necessarily in order to pay. Basically, then you, you, you're put under, I understand, some kind of exclusion order. So, therefore, if you were causing this so-called offense to a particular area, um, then you're not allowed to go within that area again and cause oh. that offense. You have to be uh, isolated away from that. It's a bit like, you know, this... Uh, Next person's register that you were talking about the other day, yes. that they're not allowed within so many feet of this and the other. It's a similar thing, depending how way out these ASBO, I don't know, um, authoritarian people lay down these rules for different ASBO uh, in, uh, people issued with these ASBOs. Um, they might say, all right, you're not allowed to go down this road, and you're not allowed to be within this area. And oh, if you do, then we're going to arrest you. Well, then we're going to arrest you. Then we're going to, you know, then we're going to, goodness knows, they don't do anything. They, they just probably put them in jail for a little while. Then they're going to come out. They're going to have learned new tricks. You know, these people, if they're unruly, they're unruly. Um, but at the end of the day, um, if, you, if you've got someone causing offense, it, it, it's, it's like you've gone insane over here, like in America in some ways, is that, well, if someone offends me, why can't I defend myself? You know, well, you know, if you're on, if, if it's your private property, then you absolutely have a right to toss out the offending person. But once they get to that public property that's owned by the government, then they should be able to continue. They should be able to offend whoever they want to in that particular case. Thank you for the call, Max. We really appreciate it. 800-259-9231 is the toll-free number. And you can take control of the airway. Bring up whatever you want. Chris in Indiana, uh, Indianapolis and your calls as well. About anything and uh, still to come, abstinence. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want toll free at 800 259 9231. The packet 8.net toll free line for you 1 800 259 9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com where all the features are completely free. It is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. Some of those features include the bulletin board system. Over 200,000 posts await you. Over 1,300 people interacting. Once again, totally free. bbs.freetalklive.com. Get you to it. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. And tax season is upon us. Don't you wish you'd known more about finances when growing up? Well, The Kid's Journey to Getting Rich by Jewel Thornton shows kids how to grow up financially free, save early and often, and how to develop passive income streams, the key to financial freedom. The average college student graduates with $7,000 in credit card debt. That's no way to start a life. Buy them A Kid's Journey to Getting Rich at akidsjourney.com or call 1-800-657-5066. That's akidsjourney.com, 800-657-5066. As we continue with the phone calls, uh, let's go to Chris in Indianapolis. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Chris. Hi. Hey, what's on your mind? Uh, I was just calling to talk about uh, taxes. I was doing my taxes. and uh, Sorry about yeah. that. 
Yeah, I was told uh, April 15th is the last day, so... It's April the 17th this year. Oh, for real? That's because the 15th is a Sunday, and then uh, they have to give you another day for some reason or another, so it's Tuesday. Really? That's, That's correct. Wow. Because I was kind of, like, pushing this to get it done, like, right now, because i got a whole bunch of stuff to do tomorrow. Well, yeah, probably better to get it done now rather than ruin your weekend with it. Yeah. But uh, don't, don't cut out any deductions uh, simply because you can't get it all done. Yeah, that's true, too. I don't know. It's, so I'm, I'm how, many, with a, how many hours have you spent on this so far? Oh, yeah, uh, I've spent probably, um, so far, I've spent probably 50 minutes. Well, and I'm, do, I'm doing it on TurboTax. So. My, um, my wife uses TurboTax, too, and, and she's probably put in maybe 15 hours, maybe 20 really? hours this, uh, so far. Well, that's because really? you guys have uh, more stuff, right? Yeah, You've we've got, got investment properties houses. and my own business and all that other stuff. So it gets more and more complex. Uh, do you just have? Are you just somebody with like a, a job or two and no investments yeah. and that sort of thing? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, like the easiest. I'm like the easiest person to do taxes, but I mean, you still got to go through the whole thing. Yep, right. It, it gets worse from here, um, basically. So you can look forward to, if you're going to continue paying taxes. You can look forward to um, more paperwork. More forms, more requirements, and more mandates. Why not just drop out? Are, are you working at like a corporation or something like that? Yeah, yeah, a small, small company. Gotcha. That makes it a little bit, little bit more difficult. Sure does. But uh, yeah. do you enjoy paying your t- uh, paying taxes, or would you rather not? Well, uh, here's how. Here's what I think about taxes. Uh, if we didn't pay taxes, we wouldn't have things like YF22 Raptors. And those things are awesome, and that's where all this money goes. That's where all it is. This where money goes. it is where a good chunk of money goes, but actually yeah, you're wrong because if you did if you did stop paying taxes, the government could just print the money that they need to buy those Raptors. So really, they don't really need your taxes. Well, they can yeah. buy as many Raptors as they want. They just they just turn on the printing press and uh, and you'll never well, you'll never get to, you'll never get to fly one of those Raptors. They're just that buying it with your money. That is true. I you know here's what I honestly think. I honestly think that the military, you know how it doesn't really do anything like here. Mm-hmm. They fly around and do all these flights to train their pilots. I don't understand why they don't fly like really low over the interstates just to give people like an air show. <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, they're out there like, you know, every hour or so of flight time is, you know, all that gas burnt, you know, right. all this. That's fuel. a lot of money. I mean, yeah, why not show the people what you're paying for? You know, I'd, I'd love to see one of these things. They don't have to? It, well, they, yeah, they don't have to. They don't have to make you happy, that's for sure. And yeah, also, nice. I don't know, maybe there's something about like a shockwave or some sort of disruption that might follow those things because they move a little yeah, I'm move sure they, fast. I'm sure they'd say that people would wreck, but... Possibly, very possibly. It, may, it might be akin to seeing a, a pretty lady on the side of the road. A lot of people will maybe get distracted from their, uh, from their driving. But an interesting yep. suggestion nonetheless. Yeah. Any other thoughts, Chris? Uh, oh, you guys are going to be talking about absence. Yes. And uh, I will say that, like, for me, abstinence is like every single day. <laughs> so it's terrible. Yeah, so, yeah, but you're not doing it on purpose. No, no, I'm definitely not doing it on purpose. Good luck breaking your, uh, I guess, uh, getting getting back into the uh, the, the habit. So to speak. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the call, Chris. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one is the toll free number. Let's go to Dave in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Dave. Hey, guys. Uh, actually calling from Colorado again, I guess for the last time this week. Uh, but, what's uh, up? I did want to let you know about some stuff going on with the Ed Brown situation sure. over the uh, next week or so. As you guys know, the sentencing for Ed Brown is supposed to be on April 24th. Right, that's a Tuesday, okay. Correct. There's going to be some stuff going on on the weekend preceding that, and there will be demonstrations on the 24th also. So folks who are maybe thinking about 
coming to New Hampshire at some point. Uh, that might be one good time to come up would be, uh, you know, the weekend after this coming weekend, the weekend of April 23rd. What, uh, what else is going on? Well, there'll be a demonstration to support him in Lebanon, New Hampshire, and one to support him in Claremont, New Hampshire. Those will be on Saturday and Sunday. I, I, I'm not going to try to dump a lot of details into anybody's sure. head, but if, if you want the details of what's coming up you know, during that weekend, go to calendar.nhfree.com. That's easy enough. Calendar.nhfree.com will get you right to it. Now, uh, are you, you're going to be back in town for this by that, by that point? Uh, I don't know if I'm going to go to the ones in Lebanon or Claremont. I will try to go to the one in Concord. I have to look at my schedule. Uh, but, uh, you know, what I've done is put the information on NHFree.com. I didn't actually set uh, either of these up. Someone else did. Now, is there anything actually new developing with the Ed Brown household? I know the last news we'd heard was his wife had come back. And in case you don't know, Ed Brown is a gentleman who is holed up in his house in Plainfield, New Hampshire. The government wants to throw him in a prison cell for not bowing to their so-called authority and, uh, and giving them oodles and oodles of cash. So um, he's essentially on his property just saying, you, you can come and get me. I'm not going anywhere. And if you do try to come and get me, then I'll shoot you. Um, is there any, anything new from actually the household as far as what's going on up there? Well, the situation uh, is continuing to get a little bit stranger uh, as each month goes by with them kind of taking a, an unusual religious uh, you know, bent on everything, and it's uh, it sounds kind of strange from a distance. I haven't been back to the place for a while. Uh, they've sort of adopted some weird, you know, thing that some people would consider a cult-type uh, belief. Really? Um, yeah, and, uh, you know, that, of course, that makes it easier to paint them as being offbeat. But, uh, uh, we you know, kind of got not, the impression that he wasn't necessarily that religious of a, of a guy. Now, what is this cult that he's in now? I don't know. It's something called the Body of the Lord. Mm. And I don't know really that much about it, and it wouldn't be right for me to call it a cult because I don't know, like I said, I don't know. Well, I think all it. religions are cults. I mean, it's just that <laughs> the difference between a cult and a religion is a some number of, of adherents. So, like, once you get over 200 adherents, all of a sudden you're a religion. I don't know what the number <laughs> is. There, Somebody has at some point decided on this, and I'm not sure who it was or what that number is. Correct. But anyway, there but, you, you know, go. Like I'm always saying, people who uh, take on nuclear powers with a 45 are rarely the same as people who are real nice and normal and easy to get along with and so forth. He is certainly uh, an unusual man. Uh, <laughs> you, may, you may not agree with him on a personal basis. I know Julia wasn't really too impressed when we went out there to, uh, to the household. I completely and totally support what he is doing. I just thought that he was a little bit strange, and I didn't really like him personally at all. Yeah. I felt very uncomfortable at his house. But nonetheless, thank goodness somebody has the courage to actually stand up against uh, this encroaching big behemoth of a federal government that we have today. And, and for that reason, I'm going to do my best to get out to Concord on, uh, on the 24th, and hopefully I'll see you there. And Dave, thanks for the update. We appreciate it. And enjoy the rest of your vacation. 800-259-9231. I don't know what he was going to say there, but... Uh, NHFree.com, that's a good place to go. Calendar.nhfree.com. Can't find, figure out what this body of the Lord thing is he's talking See about. See what's going on. It's probably so obscure, and it's not even on the Internet. <laughs> that, that, it's, that's pretty darn obscure. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up anything at 800-259-9231. Still to come, abstinence. This is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number is for you at 800-259-9231 to take control of the airwaves and bring up anything. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Lots of features there, and we give them away. That does include the Free Talk Live studio cam. Just go to cam.freetalklive.com, and you can take a peek here into the Free Talk Live studio for free. Uh, by the way, uh, amplifiers get access to the cam chat rooms, like one of their little perks that they get, just so you know. Cam.freetalklive.com. And the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival, better known as Porkfest, is June 18th through the 24th. At Porkfest, you'll be able to attend leadership and activist training seminars, hear and discuss the progress and the future of the Free State Project, and even tour New Hampshire on special Free State Project bus tours or on on your own. Register today at porkfest.com. That's P O R C F E S T.com. Let's go to the amplifier line and talk to Matt in Illinois. Matt, you're on Free Talk Live. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey. Hey. And there's a lady here. What's uh, what's on your mind? Oh, good, yes, good evening, lady, too. Um, I wanted to talk, and somebody brought up the Duke case for a second when they were talking about this whole Imus thing, mm-hmm. which I'm really tired of. Um, but the prosecutor for uh, that case, apologized to them. Right. He said he was he was sorry. That's unusual, it, by the way. It, it's very unusual, and, you know, I'm kind of happy that that happened. On the other side of the coin, I want to see the kids that went through all this tell them to take that apology and put it somewhere where it's uncomfortable. Well, you know, the one thing, um, when you're drawing comparisons between the two cases and all that stuff, is it didn't cost the girls from the uh, Rutgers basketball team anything for to be called the name that uh, Don Imus called them. Right, Whereas nappy-headed hose. When, it, when, when you're talking about um, the, uh, you know, the um, boys from the Duke lacrosse team, that's an entirely different story. It cost their families tens of thousands of dollars to defend them. I mean, I mean these, they didn't get they didn't get a settlement from the government out of this. No, the <laughs> charges have just been dropped. Yep. And uh, you know, they should feel lucky about so that. So for the prosecutor to apologize for being wrong or abusing his power or whatever it is that would um, you know you decide to uh, personally was happen in this case, it, it, there's a, there's a difference. It costs these people something. Well, plus, the only reason, in my opinion, and I haven't really been following the case, but the only reason a prosecutor would apologize is because there's so much attention being paid to the case. That's the only reason why that uh, that he would consider doing that. Because in most cases, they just drop the charges and then they act like you should uh, kiss their boots because they didn't continue on prosecuting you and throwing you in a jail cell. They act like, you know, they did you a favor. So. Well, actually, actually it's, it's Mark's point that I was going to bring up which is that how much it cost them. It cost Mm -hmm. them, like he said, tens of thousands of dollars, and I hope that they go after it, and I hope that they go after it through him. And I'd even like to see them sue anybody who who mentioned that they were... uh, I didn't realize that Sharpton and um, and Jesse Jackson had had called them names. I don't know that they they used names, but they certainly uh, they they were certainly on the side of the, uh, the stripper in this. Well, they called them rapists. Well, if, they, if they accused them of being guilty when yes. they weren't, uh, I think that that's cause for a civil lawsuit. That's libel. You're not. You're not supposed to be. Yeah, you're not supposed to be guilty until they prove you guilty. That's correct. True. Absolutely. And even and and in this country, it seems like if you're just accused, you've got to spend thousands of dollars for a lawyer. You've been punished. Sure. Whether or not you did anything, you've and, been punished. Right, and if uh, if a judge rules against you, you've got to pay the court to even appeal. 
Dave uh, Dave right. Ridley, who we just had the fo- on, on on the phone from New Hampshire, had gone into the courtroom to defend himself against this uh, spurious charge of you know distributing leaflets on government property. And uh, the judge told him that he should appeal it, and he found out what it costs to appeal. It's four hundred dollars just to just to appeal. And they could say no, which is supposed to be you know it's supposed to be a right that you have in this country is to use the court system to try to avail yourself and and uh, and show the world that you're that you're an innocent man even after you've been convicted through the appeals process. How do you do that if you're a poor person? How do you uh, how do you afford the uh, the appeal fee, let alone a lawyer. You just or go to jail. Yeah, you you just you're screwed. Matt, any other thoughts? I, I had a, a buddy that did that had a, a son who was uh, accused of uh, robbing some kid, and had the same thing happen to him. The the judge found the, him guilty of a misdemeanor, even though there was no evidence that that had happened. Hmm. And when he went to appeal it here, it would have cost him five thousand dollars. Holy crap! Hmm. So. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't afford right. that stuff. I certainly don't want to afford it. That's amazing. Who can? I mean, yeah. there's there's certain people who can. But, but these the Duke me. boys, they could afford it. I mean, their parents are sending them to Duke. No, I don't know. I right? mean, these are just parents that wanted very badly for their kids to go to a good school. I don't yeah. think that there's any guarantee that these people were wealthy. Yeah, well. I mean, they... they... And, yeah, I mean, what if the kids were on a, a scholarship? Some of those might have, kids might have been on uh, a lacrosse scholarship. Could be. Somebody was paying those lawyers' bills, though. Thank you for the call, Matt. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Yeah, real just court system that we have in this country. Well, the problem is is that um, when you have this situation where the state picks up the charges or the state um, brings charges on behalf of someone, no one's held responsible. No one's responsible when you're innocent. I mean, you have to spend tens of thousands of dollars How to about defend the hours yourself. Hours and hours of your time. Absolutely, you have to defend yourself. Um, whereas the prosecutor, that's their job. They go, they get paid to be there. How about and, the mental anguish? And, and you know, the uh, the vic- quote unquote victim, the, uh, the the plaintiff, whomever it is. You know, what's the big deal? They should have to bring charges, and if they can't prove their case or their case stinks or whatever. Sorry, they should have to pay... The individual should bring the, the charges. Yeah, the individual should have to bring the charges, and the individual should have to pay your lawyer's fees if you if you lose. That yeah, way we're not talking about nonsense where somebody's a, um, a saying, he called me a dirty name, that's assault. You know, it's it's no more nonsense. This will be stuff that counts. 800-259-9231. Let's talk abstinence, Julia. All right, this out of Washington, the Associated Press. Students who took part in sexual abstinence programs were just as likely to have sex as those who did not, according to a study ordered by Congress. Hmm. Also, those who attended one of the four abstinence classes that were reviewed reported having similar numbers of sexual partners as those who did not attend the classes. And they first had sex at about the same age as other students. Now, this age shocks me, 14.9 years. Wow. So 15 years old is when uh, ch- children on average are having sex? Because that wasn't happening when I was in school. I mean, there were, there were a few um, that were doing it. And, you know, the lucky guy or the, uh, the, the girl that had some bad home life, I would mm-hmm. guess. Um, but that wasn't what was happening when I was in high school. Yeah, me neither. There was always just a few. But I didn't, most people I, I knew weren't having sex till 16, 17. It sounds right to me. The federal government now spends about $176 million annually on abstinence until marriage education, hmm. which I wouldn't even call that education because they're not really giving any information out. They're just yeah, telling you not to have... <laughs> They've got 
booklets and stuff, leaflets that they <laughs> hand out. $176 million worth of leaflets? Yes, that's right. In fact, they can apply, uh, a school can apply for a federal grant if to do the abstinence program wow. thing. Critics has, have repeatedly said they don't believe the programs are working, and the study will give them reinforcement. And this is really unusual, too, because it's the government's own study. You know, a program's really a failure when the government can't even fudge its own study enough to, <laughs> uh, to make an excuse for, for more funding. However, Bush administration officials cautioned against drawing sweeping conclusions from the study. They said the four programs reviewed, among several hundred across the nation, were some of the very first established after Congress overhauled Ah. the nation's welfare laws in 1996. So you're only looking at the first programs. They've just gotten so much better now. Now these uh, these newer programs are way more effective. Please, we're going to continue funding. They come with chastity belts now. (laughs) (laughs) Padlocks. You know, look... I think it. I personally, you know, it just doesn't make any sense to me. These sex ed classes. Um, I I certainly understand that people don't want to. This fund doesn't them. qualify as sex ed. Um, there's no education. Yeah, there's no education on. whatsoever. Well, whatever it is, um, it shouldn't be going on in public schools. These would qualify as no sex classes. Yes. Right. So uh, there's more on this here. 800-259-9231 is the toll free number. One eight hundred two five nine. 9231, if you've got thoughts on abstinence, did you experience one of these classes when you were in school? Uh, Would love to hear from you on that. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231, the packet8.net toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We uh, give you the site for free, just because we can. We do ask that you voluntarily support the show by going and digging Free Talk Live at dig.freetalklive.com. It's a simple process. It does involve uh, you signing up for a dig.com account, which is free, and your privacy will be protected and all that. But the more digs we have, the higher up on the dig.com podcast rankings we will be. So it's it's pretty important, and we're pushing uh, somewhat hard for it this month. So dig.freetalklive.com. All right, we're talking about abstinence. And apparently, according to the Associated Press, the government itself has come out with a report that, well, they did a study and they found out that this whole abstinence thing, not so effective, right? Officials said... Officials said one lesson they learned from the study is that the abstinence message should be reinforced in subsequent years to truly affect behavior. This report confirms that these interventions are not like vaccines. You can't expect one dose in middle school or a small dose to be protective all throughout the youth's high school career. So then why, then why do we have it anyway? Why was it there? Well, I the guess, one abstinent class. I guess what this guy's suggesting suggesting is that we need more money so that we can have abstinence, right. Right. abstinence, abstinence classes enough. every single year. They're yeah. using the uh, statistics, which are showing that kids who go through abstinence courses versus the kids that don't are statistically exactly the same as far as how early they have sex. And how, how many partners they have. How often they have sex and all those things. So they're using And we this just won't know until we brainwash the kids and spend millions of dollars on this, right. whether Which it works or not. Which they're already spending. Right, they're spending over $170 million a year. They're, this, they're using this as evidence to say, this isn't enough, we need mm-hmm. more. It's clear that, uh, that an entire year's worth of abstinence classes uh, is not enough. We need to start at, uh, at age uh, 7 and go all the way up through uh, 12th grade. For its study, 
Mathematica looked at students in four abstinence programs around the country, as well as students from the same communities who did not participate in abstinence programs. The 2,057 youths came from big cities like Miami and Milwaukee, as well as, well as rural communities. Hmm. And it names some ridiculous communities that I can't even pronounce. This- you know, these abstinence classes just amount to religion you know the american version of religion without god being talked about in school well in many cases they are they actually bring in as from what we've seen at least they actually bring in somebody from some religious organization to actually do the classes or to give presentations it may be a class that's run by a teacher on the campus mm-hmm. but then the teacher brings in this abstinence expert right. who happens to be from you know the mormon church or something like that right and of course then they're passing out their propaganda to the kids as well what bugs me the most about the abstinence the teaching the abstinence thing is that they people that teach this they don't give kids facts and then say you know what i mean you should be abstinent for this reason but here are the facts so make a decision yourself you know what i mean they don't facts give, about sex you mean yeah it bugs me they only say no and expect kids to pay attention to that and if you know anything about middle school kids or elementary school kids they don't they don't listen to that stuff it's ridiculous to assume so well, I listened to uh, to Dare class when I was in fifth fifth grade. I listened to it, and by the time and you were in tenth grade, it meant nothing. It was a joke. Yeah, by the time I was in in uh, late in in my high school years, I had trouble counting the people I knew that didn't smoke marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> well, does happen, right? The students who participated in abstinence education did so for one to three years. Their average age was eleven to twelve when they entered the programs back in nineteen ninety nine. Mathematica then did a follow-up survey in the late 2005 and early 2006. By that time, the average age for for participants was about 16.5. Mathematica found that about half the abstinence students and about half from the control group reported that they remained abstinent. I really do think it's a two-part story. First, there is no evidence that the program... So hold on just a second. Half of the students at 16 years old hadn't had sex yet in both groups... And the average age that they did have sex was 15. Somebody's humping at a real young age. Yeah. Yeah. Because half of them hadn't had 12? sex at 16. Well, that means the average, the median yeah. is 16. The um, average is 15. And there's not a lot of numbers between 0 and 15. Right. Well, there was that story last week, wasn't there, about the two fifth graders having sex? It does. Ha- I guess it happens. It didn't happen. I, 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 it wasn't. That's not my world. No, mine neither. I don't think I even really knew what sex was in fifth grade. I don't think I did either. No. First, there is no evidence that the programs increased the rate of sexual ab- of sexual abstinence, says Chris. Trenhold, a senior researcher at Mathematica who oversaw the study. However, the second part of the story I think that is equally important is that we find no evidence that the programs increase the rate of unprotected sex. Wait, no evidence that the programs increased the rate? Correct. Okay. Trenholm, so they have no effect whatsoever. Yeah, right, that's, that's what they're it. saying. But, you know, I mean, you're just telling kids not to have sex. They've heard that crap before. <laughs> He says the second point of emphasis was important because some critics of abstinence... I wonder what... Um, now, these abstinence classes, do they do anything that has to do with condoms? You know, here's well, the bad things that can happen to you if you have sex. and I don't think they can get no. funding if they do that. Okay, well, yeah. um, at least I would imagine kids under... Like, they probably try to scare kids away from having sex. I wonder if condom use goes up. Even though it doesn't affect whether kids have sex or not, I wonder if whether it affects condom use. 
I'm not, you mean, maybe it goes down because they're not telling kids that they should use yeah, condoms. Why? Kids don't listen to what the hell they tell them in school. Why would they? Kids know what a condom's for. Do they? Yeah, absolutely. I don't, I don't know, know what about a, that. You didn't know what a condom was for when you were 15 at years 11? old? No, yeah. these, these classes are happening 11 at age and 11 and 12. I, I understand, but you're scaring them at, um, and, and some of the classes were at 16, right? Well, they followed the kids. The kids oh, went see. through a year to three years of these classes. So 11 then to 14. Then they checked in with them three years later or whatever to see how they'd done. I see. Well, you know, I'm, I'm just wondering if it, uh, you know, scares them enough off uh, sexually transmitted diseases that they would be uh, more likely to use a condom or pregnancy. I don't know. Some lawmakers and advocacy groups believe the federal government should use money to comp- for comprehensive sex education, which would include abstinence as a piece of the curriculum. Now, I don't agree with that at all, because I don't agree that the government should be giving money for yeah, any sex I don't sex want the ed- government yeah. teaching kids about anything that has anything to do with sex. Yeah. I'll handle that. Thanks very much. As, as a parent, uh, that should be a parent's responsibility. And, you know, if, if you um, believe that the government is inefficient, even if you believe it a little bit, would you really want them teaching your kid about not having sex? I mean, everything they turn ter- touch turns to crap. Yeah. Everything they try to do generally has the opposite effect. In this case, it simply had no effect. But they did waste a bunch of money in the process, mm-hmm. millions and, we'll and millions of dollars. And will continue to waste a bunch of money in the process. And this, is all, you know, this is all another argument to get the government the hell out of education. That way... The religious they parents just don't belong there. The religious parents can send their kids to a religious school with a nice positive Jesus message for them and an and an anti-sex message, and then the parents, uh, the secular so-called parents, can send their kids to a secular school where they might teach about what sex. Now, I mean, my, my Christian school gave sex education. Did they? They did. That's they sensible. You, they, they taught you what it was. Um, they didn't. You know, they were pretty clear that you weren't supposed to be doing it before you got married. But you know, when you have two classes. And that's how many we had in yeah. a seventh and eighth grade, as I can recall, two total classes. Um, you know, what are they? What are they really? They're showing you the mechanics, and that's it. I don't Anything remember ever, ever, matter. ever getting a sex education class in my government school years, and I went from kindergarten to tenth grade. Hmm. I remember learning about reproductive health and just sort of like learning what the parts were, and hmm. that was it. Yeah, that's what I recall. Maybe some STDs. I think I might have learned about STDs. Yeah, to frighten you. Yeah. In high school, I, um, they certainly they they taught you about some of those things. I, I clearly recall having the uh, little silicone uh, uh, testicles to, t- to to check for testicular cancer. Wow! They, this wow. Did not have that. Yeah. <laughs> How awful that was! <laughs> was terrible. <laughs> Boys are throwing these things across the room at each other. Wow. Did they split the you up where it was all boys? Yes, it was all that, boys with the uh, testicular cancer uh, mm. model, silicone models, and they were throwing it at each other and stuff. And then, you know, the girls had the, uh, the uh, silicone boobs, and, well, you know, of course the boys what, got hold of those. What's the purpose of those? Uh, to check for uh, breast cancer. Oh, okay. They got marbles in, in uh, silicone. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Members of Congress need to listen to what this evidence tells us, says William Smith, Vice President for Public Policy at the Sexual Sexuality Information and Education Council of the United States, which promotes comprehensive sex education. This report should give us a clear signal to the members of Congress that the program should be changed to support programs that work. Or yes, we don't. We'd never consider uh, just abolishing the program and allowing local state governments and uh, and local governments to handle this situation. No, the program just needs to be changed and increase the funding. <laughs> Smith also said that he didn't have trouble making broader generalizations about abstinence programs based on the four reviewed 
because this was supposed to be their all-star lineup. That's in quotes, by the way. So apparently Congress said that these four abstinence programs were the very best. But Hmm. then earlier in the article... They said they were old. Yes. And outdated. Huh. Let's go to Ian real quick in New York. Ian, you're on Free Talk Live. Ian in New York? Yo, you remember me? I don't know. know. Who are you? I I was the one that you had in your ads uh, with the chemtrails. Sweet. Chemtrail guy. You should call us back at the beginning of an hour. We'd love to check in with you. Call tomorrow night. Top of the show. Talk to you then. It's Vinny in here with you. And Julia. And Mark. See you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.